nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? So much worse. He's a very good drug dealer. You don't want to kill your best drug dealer over a minor slight like stepping on him. Stepping on your tail and you're well, a it's also you owed him a lot of money. You kill <laughs> him, he never gets the cash. Yeah, you never get... You Job know. as a businessman first. So he's just going to hang him on the wall for the rest of his life? Yep. At that point, he thought he was never going to get the money back. Yeah. Welcome, Notables, to episode 105. This week, we are talking Zack Snyder and HBO trying to make Watchmen into a weekly series. Kevin Feige says Marvel one-shots are returning. Star Wars series... We'll continue with the first family of the verse. And Doctor Who fans are feeling the Sonic's shades are just not up to par. Also, we'll be talking about Frank Miller releasing the first covers for Dark Knight. And, well, actually, it's Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. As well as, we'll hit on a couple other little things if we have time. So join me, Chris, Ethan, Sebastian, Shauna. Why is Shauna laughing? That mouth is moving way too fast for Java. Oh. <laughs> And if you saw our Facebook post, Java the Hutt did our mic yeah, test tonight. And gotta, I guess it's got to be more pronounced. Apparently, Sebastian is trying to time Java's mouth movements with oh, my oh, voice. Solo. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, welcome to the show this week. Thanks. How's it going? Wow, crickets. Absolute crickets. I'm still hey. trying to figure out how to time it a little bit better. Thanks. It's got to be longer. You gotta. Go I think s- he's not gonna close the mouth the whole way. Yeah, it, it gotta like kind of muppet it, I guess. Like. You also have to go slower if you're gonna yeah. do Java. Yeah, but he's talking. But if he's gonna be mimicking me, I guess he has to talk as fast as my lips move. I love how people are listening to us. <laughs> talk about, talk you remember the last Sunday. time we played with toys on a show? This is what Periscope's for. Uh, <laughs> That's what we should be doing with it. Yeah, see. but they have to watch. Well, it's watch it within 24 hours because you still have. Well, you can save it. With Periscope, you can save it and replay it. Yeah, just just stream hours. on YouTube. Yes. So um, nobody uses YouTube anymore. It's all Periscope now. And there, were, there was another be a little bit of information that came out today that was going around the internet that actually was confirmed today. We'll just get it out of the way right now. Transformers will have four more movies over the next ten years. I believe it. That sounds about right. I think that was everybody's reaction. So it's two and a half movies, or two and a half years between movies. Hey, that's, yes. a, that, that's at least $5 billion that Hasbro and Paramount have incoming, so I'm sure they're very happy. They're going to put the bro back in Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim comes out in two weeks. Yeah, but that movie... Yeah, and Jim's going to close in two weeks, hey, too. Hey, you know what? The original voice of Jim at... Long Beach Comic Con. Still hates the movie. No, said it's an amazing movie. It's got everything that... Because she's paid to say yeah, that. She what was actually she in the movie, do? too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look she's really going to go out and just go, hey, you know what? The movie I was in, the movie I got paid money for, the movie that's based on a property that it I'm connected sucks. to. The movie that's hopefully going to bring people back into realizing that there was a cartoon and they'll come to Comic Con and they'll sign, they'll pay for my <laughs> signature for stuff. That movie sucks balls. <laughs> You really think she's going to say that? She did say it has everything that I can't wait. fans That's what I want to see. Want. I okay. want to see the press junket where they're like, oh, what is it like working with Director X? That guy That guy sucks. That, I hate that. That dude. actually he... did happen with uh, oh God. Fantastic Four. Well, Fantastic Four. But well, was, yeah, by that point. It but at that point, it had failed. But it was, uh, oh, God, uh, it was for some awful uh, 
Megan Fox movie, I think, and he was it was uh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah, and it was the one with uh, oh uh, Jeffers Body. I think so. Where they were just like, "Oh, it's terrible, it's a terrible movie." Terrible. It's but terrible. Also, it's terrible. Also, also terrible. Had, it's like but according mine. to Entertainment Weekly, it was supposed terrible to be amazing because Diablo Cody was the greatest thing that Entertainment Weekly thought ever existed. <laughs> And not to mention and when Ernie Hudson we, was asked about Ghostbusters and he said no comment and then two weeks later deleted the tweet like, I'm cameoing in the film. <laughs> That's, you know, $50,000 coming my way. Awesome. Of money up to my house. I, I forgot to put this on the notes, but speaking of Ghostbusters... They're saying they want to do a Ghostbusters animated film. Yes, and oh, that's something Dan What the hell is that? Why do you have Homer yelling at you? <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't yelled How at me. How are you still playing Tap Down? I haven't played that game in a month and a half. Oh, a month you, and a half? How have you played that you game in the last have, two years? How do you still have it on your iPad? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I keep hoping. As a matter of fact, that was our friend Jonathan. He just invaded my Springfield. Uh, speaking of... So, um, is that what it's called? Now? Yes. <laughs> It doesn't Ghostbusters. Uh, they've been talking about Ghostbusters animated movie since Ghostbusters the video game came out, and it's another wait and see. But they also still have the male, all male yes. cast Ghostbusters movie in the works too. And right now it's sausage like, busters. Like everything, it's do you just, think it's going to be too much? Like Star Wars fans are afraid that Star there's going to be too much Star Wars. Well, the. I mean, I have no... I mean, again, it's all pre-production. They've already sort of said, no, the all-male Ghostbusters won't connect to the all-female Ghostbusters, and the animated series probably won't connect to either of those two, so... See, I heard that the male... I I heard that the reinventing of the franchise is with the female cast, and then the male cast is going to be the franchise off of them. Entirely possible, but... I thought we covered this like two weeks ago. We did. I got an idea. Why don't we stick to what we were actually going to talk about? Yeah. Okay, so Zack Snyder. Because two weeks ago we did the same thing. We did the I looked same down thing. at the, the rundown like, we didn't talk about any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. So Zack Snyder and HBO are in final talks, I think it is now, to make Watchmen into a weekly television series. Well, I don't think it'll be better than his movie. Wait which for it. I didn't care for. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a lot of that tonight. <laughs> Because it sucks. Am I the only one that has hope for this Watchmen show? Really? You're the yes. only one that has hope. Did you see the movie? Um, I I did. I did. Like it could have been a lot better, but yeah, I, I, I think that's yeah, that's yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play Chris here instead of Devil's Advocate. I'm gonna play you as Chris here. Isn't that the oh same no, thing? that's the same thing. <laughs> I guess that is the same thing. Trust me. Do oh. we need Watchmen in any other medium other than in the book? Um. I don't know if I don't know if we need it, but it just could be kind of nice to have. And if they could pull it off, then I think. Yeah, I tend to like. My I just realized you have your own headphones on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, just real, I just realized that. Well, I didn't. I just realized earlier they match her sweatshirt. Yes, they did. <laughs> Shauna is fashion forward. I am making sure she's got. Headphones. So okay, do so, you really? I mean, I I have a very like I I don't care for remakes. Uh, as a general rule, but I tend to be a little more lenient when source material is something like a book. Mm-hmm. Mostly because if it's a film, that final version is already on screen. It's already sort of been made because it started out as a movie and ended as a movie. Right. And that's kind of, you know, every it's like, you know, when Kevin Smith talks about being asked to write Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian in the 90s, like, didn't, you know, wasn't all that needed to be said about Beetlejuice already said with the Wasn't first there movie? an episode of the cartoon where he does go to Hawaii? They do a joke about that, yeah. But, it's, but when it comes to a book, you know, because books have such a wide berth for things to do, like, you could do, like, ten Jurassic Park movies because of the source material alone where, like... 
you can take completely different paths with different characters using different ideas, and that's just something isn't. Yeah, example. you have interpretations of an original story, right. which I enjoy. The problem right. with Watchmen is it doesn't translate very well to film, but also because Watch- Snyder slavishly did. When they said we want to make it as close to the book as possible, I'm like, oh, that's such a mistake. Because they did the same thing with Sin City. People enjoyed Sin City, and mm-hmm. visually it looked fantastic. But they also took the dialogue straight from the comic book. Correct. There's a reason why the dialogue shouldn't have been taken from the comic book. Well, there's it a lot of shots terrible. that went shot for shot. Shot for just... shot is a different, if it's a different thing. The thing with Watchmen is Watchmen as a book is a character study. Yes. The plot is in the first two issues and the last two issues. Mm-hmm. Everything in between has nothing to do with what's going on. Right. And you try to put that into a film and you end up with, well, what are we going to do here? I got an idea. Since this is boring as crap, let's have these two characters beat the living crap out of an entire jail cell and then get her naked and have sex. Yes. And you're just like, okay, you're slavishly to the book, but then realize halfway through the film... What's wrong with that? We're bored out of our skulls. Right. But the thing is, if you're, if you're, if you're saying from the start, we want to do exactly what's in the book and we don't want to change it, and then you change it, you're admitting that the book can't really make a great film. Well, even if you look at most of the adaptations of books to movies... There are comics to movies. Well, but even look at novels to movies. There, there is a translation to from the book to the movie. Yeah. That's why a lot of people go, "Well, the book was so much better because the book can be better because it's more. There, there's so much more that you can dive into because you have more time." Now we're talking that we're doing a basically a Game of Thrones type series of a graphic novel. I think. A TV show was the place to start before a film, because again, uh, comic books. In general, yeah, what are you adapting? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you taking Snyder's movie are and you expanding? Taking, yeah, are you taking the original Alan Moore twelve issue series, or are you just saying we're going to make a TV show based in this universe? Are that's we going to show doing the like the before Watchmen. Yeah, stuff? if you're See, doing, that's what I was wondering. That's the thing. It depends yeah. on what the subject matter is. If you're like, we're going to show the comedians' adventures before before Watchmen, then yes, you could build a TV series about it. But how interesting is it going to be? The success and then very rapid failure of before Watchmen in terms of just creatively says maybe that's not all that interesting. Right. The only one I think before Watchmen the the Minutemen was probably the best out of the. Minutemen was good. Silk Spectre wasn't. Silk Spectre wasn't bad. bad. Doctor Manhattan was fantastically visual. Yeah, the comedian was okay. The problem with the comedian is it doesn't fit with who the comedian is. See, and that's what I was going to say is what the comedian's backstory in the actual book is way more interesting than what the before Watchmen gave him. Well, because it's already, like, the Watchmen is not only because it is a character study, it's dependent on the time frame that it takes place in, because mm-hmm. you do need Tales from the Black Freighter, you do need, you know, like, a, like oh, the psych evaluations, and right. the newspaper clippings, and parts of, you know, the, you know, the part of uh, the original Night Owl's biography, because all that builds a really, really interesting snapshot of the world. And something like a comic book does lend itself to television in that you can do vignette stories. And you, you could make Watchmen a 24-episode show and cover all of that and probably yes. have it be very interesting. But the Watchmen movie wasn't a very interesting film. I mean, I checked out 10 minutes in the moment, you know, in a world where they're supposed to be regular human beings. And they have them smashing their heads through, you know, marble countertops mm-hmm. and throwing themselves through all. And immediately somebody I was with and watching movies like, I thought you said these people didn't have superpowers. And it's like, well, movie's done. I'm done. I'm out. I you, do that all I the time. Wanted, though, so. I wanted to like that movie so bad. I desperately right. wanted to because I love the I When I first read the book, I was like, this, I want to see this made into a movie. And Chris was the first person who was like, why? 
Yeah, what's the why point? would you what's, want what's it? Why? With it right. being one of the, the right. best movies? There are things that lend itself very easily. If you take something like Spider-Man, you say, well, I want a Spider-Man movie. Anyone says, oh, that's going to ruin the comic is an idiot. There's a thousand stories to tell with And Spider-Man. you can make up your yeah. own stories. Right. There's only There's one Watchmen. There's a Watchmen story that it's Alan Moore takes these characters that were just complete crap and goes, I can use these characters to tell this completely different story at the time a deconstruction of the entire superhero genre, a character study of who these people were. The point of what Watchmen was at the time is a character like the comedian, you couldn't read that in Marvel DC. Right. That guy's a dick. Yeah. He's oh, a yeah. murderer. He's an He's an asshole. No, he's not an anti. He's the villain. He's a bad guy. He's a terrible well, human being. look what he does when he goes into he Vietnam. Admitted, and exactly. Yeah, but That's the happen. problem he with Before Watchmen. To... Before Watchmen tries to change it to where he's not that bad. Right. Right. It's like, oh, oh, I, I gotta do this because I care about people. No, this is uh, yeah, two issues into that. The comedian one of it, I'm like, nope. Yeah, there's there's nothing here. Um, He's also a guy, a character who self admits to helping the government kill the superheroes. Yes, yeah. You know, and I mean, doesn't it intimate before Watchmen that he's actually the 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 assassin for JFK? Yes, is that or, what, or, or, or the, 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 he turns the, it down or the, something like the that. The movie insinuated that. Uh, the movie in, the movie basically said he killed JFK. That's what it was. And then when they did the comedian miniseries, you know, they took one joke from the book, like "Don't ask me where I was when JFK got right. killed," because that's such a like that such a thing is like the idea of JFK's killing is such a big deal, not only in real life but in this universe, and the idea that there's a conspiracy behind it, and taking that goes like, no, that's already a pretty horrible event. Let's make it that there is no conspiracy. He actually was just murdered by a crazy person. And you have the comedian making one of his nightly visits to, uh, to to his arch nemesis to basically cry it out. Yeah, is I think that was probably the only thing in the comedian before Watchmen that I actually liked. So I mean, again, there were some interesting takes, but he's a really bad guy. Well, yeah, and I mean, and let's face it, we live in a world now where even the bad guys people find appealing. You know that's, that's people have always been bad. I mean, I I don't know if I can buy that. They're people... good though. That's not, I mean, well, I mean, not good as in like you know what kind of person they are. I mean, if they're well if you done, can make a connection with the if audience, well with that, done yeah. villains, yeah, well, well done villains. But in real life, though, people have always had a fascination with killer. I mean, look, I mean, it's tragic what happened in in uh, Oregon, right? But that's that's the twenty four hour media cycle. Everyone wants to say, oh, but no, for for. As long as that's been going on, there's always been that fascination. Well, what's amazing about this story is this is literally a week after Zack Snyder came out saying how Marvel's, you know, putting out movies that are the flavors of the week. And that what he's putting out are not flavors of the week. They are the exception to the Steven Spielberg rule that, you know, all superhero movies are on their way out. So here he is now putting out something. Sucker is really... Uh, that's, it's that, to me, this is the absolute flavor of the week. Yeah, Sucker Punch is exactly the flavor. 300 was the flavor of the week. I mean, what is the flavor of the week? He's taking something that who the hell's been talking... No one's talked about Watchmen since before Watchmen was Right, released. correct. Right. So and it's it, not even flavor of the week. It's, it's flavor he's mining something second. that... Yeah, it, it's not something that is out there right now that people are talking about. So I don't think it... Would you be more? What he was talking about before, it's just people stopped talking about Man of Steel like a week after that movie mm-hmm. came out. Everyone sort of well, got out. Everything. Yeah, we were talking about that. How quickly stuff just like yeah. disappears. That, that was the disappear. Netflix argument for yeah. a little while. Would you be more interested in if this show, if the movie had not been made? Yes. 
because the book is far more interesting than he made it out to be. He he turned a really interesting book into a really boring movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, pro- the problem with Watchmen is it's boring because again, there's no plot. Right. His movie, well, yes, exactly. His version of the movie has no plot. On, the great on. thing about doing it as a TV show, you can show the Black Freighter. The the stuff with the original Al, you know, the Al Man. I don't know if it will translate well in a TV series as well as it does where you're reading excerpts from the book. Well, again, right. it depends on what you do. He's not going to adapt the movie as a TV series. He's already done his adaptation of it. Right. I mean, if he's, if he's really going to try and say, I'm going to adapt, readapt the book as a TV series, you're an idiot. So what do you think he'd do is before Watchmen? Yeah. I, yeah, I, think, I think he's, he's going to do the characters Watchmen. before Watchmen. Do it, you, know, you can do it in any style you want with different flashbacks or whatever. Now, here's the other question. Do you think he'll use the same character, the same actors as the characters? I don't think he can. Yeah, it's yeah gonna... most of them. I don't. I can't see Malin Ackerman going back and doing a TV series all of a sudden. Well, with the, doing a TV series like for HBO or something, you're going to shoot yeah. it as you would as a movie. Still, yeah. I mean, some of them. I, I think some of them. Uh, some of them, That's I think true. so. But most of them, I, 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 I mean, it's HBO. Never say never. They've got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think they will. Do you think that, or at least not all of them, to be specific? Do you think that Watchmen fans and comic book movie tel- slash television fans will care enough about this project? No, it's. I mean, yes and no. Nobody it, cared enough about before Watchmen to make it, it a success it, for more it, than a month, right? It's it's it's. An, I, I no is my first reaction, but yes and no. Yes, they'll watch anything, and I know that sounds really mean spirited. No, it's true, but it's true, and but that goes for Jonah Hex got made, so they'll watch right. anything. The, and but that goes, and that also that's you know not to single out you know fellow comic book fans. That's that's just about everybody. I mean, there's always that something. I mean, like opinions aside on things like Jurassic World or Star Trek in the darkness. I mean, fans of the films went to go see them anyways. That's the, what fan is short for fanatic. This yes, is this exactly. is the sports analogy. Yes. The Cubs have lost for forty years. They still sell out every hey, year. Hey, they got their World Series this year. See <laughs> if they get past the pirates first. Hey, if they did, you know who called it first? Yeah, back to the future. Back to the future. Um, Should we use that as a segue? Because Pepsi's coming out with Pepsi Perfect, and I'm I super saw that. Yes, they are. Oh, what is it? Did they, uh, didn't Universal do a trailer for Jaws 15 or something? They, Jaws like yeah. 19. They put 19, the trailer out today. That's it. Yeah. So, out of all the things in in Back to the Future Two, the one prediction they're going to get right is that the World Series is won by the Cubs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Would that be amazing? <laughs> well, but yeah. Uh, but the, the trailer, the, the Coke bottle, yeah. the Pepsi bottles are going to look like the one from the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like twenty and, bucks though. Yeah, yeah. Because they they're, they're I mean they're limited edition, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know. I guess it's because they're making a special order. There, I think they said you had to order them specifically from like Pepsi's website when they came out. So did you order them? They haven't. They haven't put up the link yet. <laughs> okay. But I told myself that I would get at least one. And even are if you going to drink it? Probably, because I mean it's more for the bottle. I can refill it with Pepsi. Because see, I remember when all the episode one cans came out with all the different characters. I knew people that were keeping them, and two years later they were exploding in their closets. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what happened yeah. to Duff, uh, or not Duff. The Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yeah. Right. Buzz I mean, Cola I figure, I can, even if I bought more than one, drink one, it's saved. But I could also, you know, just get, you know, like a paint mixture and mm-hmm. just refill it with, you know, just a generic clear brown to make it look like there's like liquid, liquid in it. Yeah. Because it would just make, I would just want it for display. Because Nike, I mean, rumor has it that they're going to announce the power lacing Nikes for the general release. Mm-hmm. Because a couple of years ago, they did their Michael J. Fox Foundation edition right. shoes. And that'll be cool too. Did you see that uh, everybody was like, there was like on Facebook a bunch of people were like, okay, Pizza Hut and Little Caesars and Dominoes, where's the uh, yeah, dehydrated, the dehydrated pizza? pizza. 
And I mean, and this is also talking about franchise, like for guys who are like, no, we don't need to do remakes, but having so much fun Mm -hmm. with their anniversary and their fictional date and actually being able to put product out without having to worry about another movie being in theaters. uh, Do you think, because I thought about this today with the fictional date being the 30th anniversary of the, of the first movie. Do you think that there was some kind of Cohen, you know, that they had planned it out? You have to. It's marketing. Of course they did. I mean, how long in advance? Probably a year or two, but... I mean, I guess when they were writing Back to the Future 2, they realized, okay, we should make him yeah, go... Yeah, one and two are fairly far apart, aren't right. they? Right. Well, yeah. Because it took a while uh, to get the sequel started, and they shot right. two and three concurrently. Right, because they did the ending of the movie with no intention of doing a sequel. Correct. But, yeah. And Which is... You can tell because you go to the future. Something's got to be done about your kids, Marty. It's wrapped up in five minutes, and you're like, okay, what do we yeah. do from here? You're seeing that going, wait, he really had to come to the future because his kids are lame? This makes no sense. <laughs> oh, it's because they have to start this whole idea that Biff goes with them. Or what was it, the family guy one? Where I don't goes, know. Marty, your daughter, she's marrying a black man. Like, what's wrong that with doc? that? What's wrong with that, Doc? Get out. He just, like, kicks him out of the door. I don't know if I'm comfortable seeing you anymore, Doc. <laughs> so, speaking of expanding their universes... Uh, and the video game is coming back. Uh, they're doing a remaster for PS4. Yeah, and Xbox. I want them to do... Wasn't there a... There was a... Was Does it have new graphics or something? Yeah, yeah, they're doing, they're they're doing, doing like updated update graphics. There, there was a... Uh, wasn't there a Nintendo one? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. So it's fun. They're having a lot of fun with it. And more power to them. Because, that, like, the idea that, like, I've always sort of, like... I've always sort of advocated that, like, it's like, well, instead of remaking, why don't you re-release? Because companies like Disney has found huge money in re-releasing. I think mm-hmm. when they re-released Beauty and the Beast a couple of years ago, they made a lot mm-hmm. of money. Well, every time they re-release, they did that. Yeah, and not on DVD, but in theaters. And well, like for example, well, for so many years they were like. People already have it, so they're not going to go. Right. And then when they re-release it, they realize you make it into an experience. An yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're partnering with uh, Universal's partnering with AMC to do uh, 24-hour screenings of all three movies. They're concurrently. It's like they're they're going all out and they're having. Fun. You know what? Yeah, so the, the movie theater we went to in Vegas had the they were just showing or they had the 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 poster for just two. Which sparked an interesting debate when I said, "Yeah, yeah, out of the three, two's the worst one." And Mikey looked at me like, "Are you out of your mind?" Like, what? He's like, it's not a bad movie. I didn't say it was bad. I just said, you're going to put all three of them together. But then talking to someone at work today, they're like, everyone that he knows says the two's the best. I'm like, who said it's the best? It's a tough one, because, like, like, as much as I love the original, number three is kind of my favorite, because I like Old West stuff. Mm -hmm. But for number two as a movie, like, once you get past that opening 20 minutes, that first act, the movie really picks up and becomes incredibly, the stuff going... I think two is my favorite, though. Two, two to me is... Sitting here thinking about because it. Because it's so long and it's so out of tone with the other two. Like, if you were to show someone one, three, and two in that order, they would wonder, like, what the hell happened? But th- because the but tone of one and three are... Like that. But that's the thing. It just, for me... Again, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm not saying it's not an enjoyable <laughs> film. I was just saying, if you're going to take the three and you're going to ask me to rank them, I'm putting two at the bottom because it's massively depressing. It's completely oh, it different yes. in tone. It, yeah. And it's not as funny. It just it just, no. just doesn't well, have it's, the it's same it's humor. It's a very... Look at Empire Strikes long. Back. But Empire Strikes Back is still a, a, an action film. It's still a sci-fi film. You have a film... You have a comedy. Then you have... A very dark. Very dark. Very, very dark. Drama, comedy. And then you have a comedy again. Yes. That, that, that's still, that's out of but tone. that's how that's how that's how a, a book goes. You you get you get to your no, it doesn't. 
Well, most, a lot of books do that. They where you get to the one point where your hero so you is down. Really, where your hero is okay, down. No, your hero can go about, up. I'm not then talking he goes about down a hero and, getting up and down. You're talking about something that's supposed to make you laugh, and then in the middle of it, tears your heart out and steps on it and says, "The world sucks and everything blows, and everybody you know is completely worthless." We take one of the most beautiful women in the world, Leah Thompson, and make her look terrible. <laughs> and then but you get back to it being death. funny. That even, doesn't make any in, sense. In the, in, coincidentally, in the Watchmen timeline for Back to the Future, where Nixon is running for his fifth term as president, because it's uh, the alternate 1985. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so I was playing the Lego Jurassic Park game, and uh, there's a, one of the dig sites has the DeLorean that they're digging up in, uh, Ari- you know, like in Arizona totally or somewhere. I said something else. Because like, they, they showed the out of time. Like, yeah. I, but I saw it and I was like, holy shit. They also have a, they also have a bar in there. Like, why does Jurassic Park have dick sites? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what the hell are you looking at, Rich? What kind of God. Jurassic Park it's is a dick this? Site. Jurassic Pork, the game. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Dominus Rex is coming for you. Um, one of the other things that dra- that uh, Jurassic Park <laughs> that uh, Back to the Future Two almost got right were no more dust covers for books because books are almost gone now that we have tablets. Uh, well, no, books are not almost gone. Books are not books almost gone. More books last year than at any point in history. Really? Yes. Yeah. Books. Book sales. That what about gonna... ebooks? Didn't ebook. It... Ebooks are ebooks are going up, but they're still not at the level of books. But they only got rid of dust jackets because they invented dust resistant paper. Rich. That's true. You really need to watch back to. That's the true. It's been a while since I've watched it. But yes, no, <laughs> get your for fat people. Wow. The, the books thing is a mm, complete. was right on there. The books thing is a complete myth. Books are the it's books stores are disappearing. But because of Amazon, because Barnes and Noble still exists, because of other places where you can get books printed, there has not been more printed word books in existence than there was in the last year, hmm. in a single year. Interesting fact. So, going to Marvel. You know. <laughs> Star goes across. Now I just need my dust-resistant paper. So, going on to Marvel. Kevin Feige, in an interview this week, was asked about... Dust jackets? Dust, uh, dust jackets? <laughs> <laughs> wow um, he was asked about the Marvel one shots that appeared you know, on the DVDs of Blu-rays for phase one and phase two and if there were going to be more and he confirmed this week saying yes we are going to do more that we have so many interesting characters and things that in the movies that there's no way with us doing three movies a year can we ever touch base on all of these other elements I know right so they were because they, they've been talking about doing like a Howard the Duck one shot or you know doing a uh, they did a movie that's it that's all they need to do that's but it. no because Leah Thompson in because when you look at look at the one shots the only reason we have a Agent Carter TV series is because her one shot was so popular I don't think that's the only reason that is the main reason they, they, they came out and said that her character was so popular oh, the, so, but they well, love that I, character well, I get my Mandarin one shot. Because I really want Ben Kingsley to come back again. Did you? So you've heard that one then, right? Where, because the uh, the whole one shot of Ben Kingsley was that he's not the Mandarin, right? And that the Mandarin was coming to attack him. Yes, and that they surgically altered him to look like the Mandarin. Correct. Yeah. So that way, Ben Kingsley could come back and play the Mandarin if they did an Iron Man four. Yes. That's pretty interesting. To yeah. do the, the well, double did, twist. They did the one shot. They're like, oh, man, people are pissed. That's, that's, that's Holy also why they crap. They yeah. are pissed. The <laughs> most interesting thing we put in this film, and they just they don't like it. Let's just like, go straight gotta, forward. Hey, hey Kevin, we got to fix That's this? the thing that worries me more than anything else, is that attitude to me is the attitude that led to them 
letting go of Edgar Wright for Ant-Man. Yes. Of like, anything that's really different or interesting, ooh, we may not want to do it anymore. Because fans, you know, if you get it, if you just change it a little, mm-hmm. and then you change it a lot, because <gasps> really, that's the most interesting thing that happens in Iron Man 3. Yes. Yes. That is the most I'll, interesting I'll point you, in Iron Man 3. And uh, if you're not completely beholden to the Mandarin has to be the Mandarin that has to be the Mandarin... It's great. Yeah. When, you, when you're like me and like going, I, I like the Mandarin. This is a I very interesting yeah. quest. I, Matt Fraction's whole story with the Mandarin at the end, the Tinners, fantastic. Yeah. But this is awesome. This is, this is, this I didn't see coming. I didn't see this coming at all. Everything else I knew by the numbers, wrote for wrote. You well, know, the whole middle where Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't want to be in the suit for a little while. Can I just show my face for fun? Sure, we'll just get rid of the suit for the whole second. Then we'll act. jump you in and out of And then we're going to have all the suits, and then we're going to do this. The most interesting thing is that, and that mentality now scares me for the future of Marvel as a film franchise because the next thing that happens, uh, Edgar, we need to change your whole. We're gonna we're gonna change the movie enough because you know we really want it to be fairly straight and narrow. We gotta walk that same path. We want um, it to be the James, same. James, we gotta change Guardians. Up we side. gotta we gotta take everything's gonna be in the same tone. Well, that's the thing is even Guardians as it is, it's not much different than any other Marvel film. Mm-hmm. It's. The same in scope, the same in, t- in tone. Oh, Except, speaking of you know, which. There isn't a point where Hulk dances to beat Loki. Um, <laughs> speaking of which. Yeah, there's that one time, you remember? I just noticed because I, I was watching the digital copy of Avengers that when, at what? the very end of it. You watched something other than Guardians? At the very end of it, when Thor's walking through the new Avengers facility with Tony and Steve, and he mentions that four of the. Uh, Four of the Infinity Gems have shown up, or stones have shown up now. Mm-hmm. How does he know that the one in Guardians showed up yet? He saw the vision. In, in the, oh, the vision that they deleted. Yeah. If you well, go back and you watch the deleted scenes, it, you see him see all four of them lined up with the, with the glove. Yeah. So he knows about them, but they deleted the scene. I have to look at it again tonight. And there's also because uh, was it the director of Ant-Man was saying like the they filmed the alternate opening, which part of it became sort of that uh, fighting the communist stuff mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the film. It's like I hope that comes back as a as a one shot because he's like, oh, we've got enough material and I want them to use it. Yeah, of just him and the Wasp fighting commies. So, so that are really... they actually going to show who the Wasp is? They'd have to cast a Wasp. Because I was going to say, didn't they? Because they showed it was they like... showed her in the movie. Yeah, but, but you never no, see her face never because they want to keep it. Like a secret, because obviously Ant Man Two is going to be finding the Wasp. Well, so, but. what do you guys think of the one shots? I think they're fine. I don't. I, don't think I loved them. I thought they were a great little touch. It was a nice little, almost I like a comic book nod. Saw, was it the Avengers one that had the the missing gun or whatever that was? That was probably the worst one. Yeah, it was terrible. I think that was wasn't that the first one? No, that was the one that was in. Was it on Cap? It was. It was like the no, book. because it was after. Yeah, I think that was the first one they put on the Avengers DVD. Because it was supposed to be after the Battle of New York, and someone finds like the Chitari gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That That's was the uh, first the one. Number that forty-two. Was horrible. Like the two, like the two bank robbers. Or yeah, whatever yeah. Found uh, it. Not, not very good. And, and honestly, and that's how Agents of Shield one. came out of out of it. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> the Agent Carter one was really good. The Agent Carter one was good. I think. Played the Mandarin here, but no yes. one was paying attention to it. And I like the Mandarin. I like the Mandarin. But that's also because Ben yeah, Kingsley right. can act, and he even just, he just like made like just really funny. And well, the, they also got and the framing got, device is really good with you know him being interviewed 
you know, in a, you know, and then it's really... They got Sam Rockwell to come back. And right. And he, he recaptured his role from yeah, Iron and it Man ends up being Yeah, it ends up being one of the members of the Ten Rings. And I think the yeah. only... Well, and, I, you know, speaking of the one-shots, I think that one-shot also got done because they did a lot of work to set up the Ten Rings organization in the first two films mm-hmm. that they just sort of ignored by doing... Like, again, albeit a very interesting twist with, with, uh, with what they did at the end of the film. But I think that's also probably why they decided to come back to it. Because, like... Well, in the first movie, like, you know, uh, the people who capture him have one of the rings. The leader has one of the ten rings. Uh, Obadiah Stane has one of the ten rings. Mm-hmm. And they sort of mention it loosely that you know, that part of stealing from Howard Stark was for the ten rings to get the arc reactor technology. Right. So it's like, yeah, I guess it was a good way to sort of, like, reshift focus back to that. Because I remember watching the movie, and as much as I liked what they did with that tr- transition. I also went like, but they did so much setup. This makes no sense. Yeah. Three. I, I thought three was a lot of just missed opportunities all over the place. And that was part of it, it was like, if you're going to tell us for two movies that the Mandarin is going to be the bad guy, and it's going to be 10 rings. Then let's do something with that. Instead. It just became extremist yeah. with, but, but, do you think but, they, I, but I also like the idea that he, that he's using, like, that would be like, if like a domestic terrorist was using the trappings of ISIS Right. To sort of do his own domestic thing, and then all of a sudden having ISIS come be like, like, hey, I heard you've been heard you've been using our name, and yeah, yeah. And but I, do you think that the the whole thing was going with the extremists instead of the Mandarin for Iron Man three was to set up Tony for the rest of the Marvel universe with his you know being able to have the suits immediately come onto him? And no, I think the, that part of it was, was they didn't know how much more Robert Downey Jr. was going to do. Right, and we keep talking about what there's going to be an Iron Man four. And, yeah, and Robert it's not on. It's said. not on the schedule, right? With at least two, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. You got yeah. four more years. There's no way. It, God, you not, look at that and go, "There's, no, there's not going to be years. something's going to get bumped for an Iron Man four or a Cap three. You know, I, I, it's one of those movies like they've well, got so much Cap three in a way you're getting in a way, yeah. But it's I, there's so much stuff that's being slated that well, they're they're saying that stuff Cap, is going to get they're, they're saying off. that Captain America Civil War. Will wrap up the crap, the Captain America, the Captain America, the Captain America trilogy. Yeah, uh, Captain America, Captain America. I think you suck. Um, Kevin Feige. That rock should use them. You are Captain America. Captain Feige. Uh, Captain Feige. Captain Feige. Kevin Feige also announced that um, that the TV shows will be starting to impact the movies sometime in, within the near future. Well, Instead yeah. of the movies just impacting the TV series, it's going to work both ways. Which is interesting, considering that they don't talk to each other anymore. Right, and that's what, that, I, I saw fun, that statement though. and I looked at it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. To well, what you they did just have said. before Age of Ultron. You did have whatever Coulson was doing set up Maria so Hill to. Yeah, that was bad. no, but I. I that's but no, this this is completely incongruous with the fact that Kevin Feige has been fighting to not be a part. Mm-hmm. So. Jeff Loeb still works for Bob I- uh, Bob Iger, yes. But Kevin Feige doesn't, and one of the reasons they no Bob like, Bob Iger or whatever, the, yes. Whoever that he doesn't work for anymore, whatever Correct. story we covered like three weeks ago, Correct. doesn't fit with this because part of what they said is the TV series gets to go be their own TV series, right? Right. That also, Agents of Shield, but more yeah. importantly, all the Netflix stuff not going to affect the movies, and the movies aren't really going to affect it, which is the way to do it because like we saw with Shield. I can't stress this enough. You wasted your entire first season of Shield mm-hmm. because of Cap Two. Well, you you saw. I mean, even in that article that Kevin, you know, Kevin Feige said that there, it's very hard with a movie or a TV series because 
if you're trying to do it based off the TV series when you're filming the movie, you're going already into season three or four by the time that movie comes out and things have changed and started evolving we, past. We talked about this the first right. time. I said your schedules are never going to sync up. The right. idea of trying to sync up your schedule, you're already trying to figure out how to, how to film a motion picture that is potentially going to cost you $300 million. Mm-hmm. If they're going to get a phone call and go, hey, guys, can you wait for three weeks? Because, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, season, we need Coulson season four, the season ender is on May 26th. So if you could move it back a few... No. Yeah. If I'm there, it's like, fuck you. There's no way. And the other way around. When the movie calls and says, hey, can you just waste 20 of your 22 episodes? Because mm-hmm. we're going to blow up S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's going to be a secret. Right. Your entire show is based on something that we are completely getting rid of. So... Just do whatever, make it really boring, really bland, really <laughs> stupid. Focus on a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden, when it gets interesting, your season's over. Right. And nothing that you actually did, this is the, the greatest travesty of that first season, nothing they did in the first season matters. Until because, the very end. But that's the thing. Nothing they set up. Correct. For 17 right, episodes, right, right. 16 episodes. Nothing they're working they on. They tried to tie it into Iron Man 3 with the extremists, but then that just dissolved. Because Nothing they, yeah. in those 16 or so episodes pays off. At least in the second season, the whole idea of the Inhumans, the city, what Coulson is doing, mm-hmm. all pays off in the end. Because it all comes together in you know, changing Sky, and you find the city, and you blow up the rest of this, and you find the secret shield group, the other group that right. Edward James almost is in charge of. It all pays off. And... That's a it's a decent season from start to finish. And you notice the difference with that season? It doesn't have to tie itself into a major film. When Which is does, why this is it's so incredibly ham fisted in there with yes. the stupid Colson thing. Oh god. Oh well and Joss Whedon wasn't involved in season two, so yeah. that also well, helps. And but if you look at just season leave, even the opening of season three, the, the season premiere was last week. So much better than it had been in the first two week the first two seasons. Now and the, and this is something I was gonna ask you guys. Because we are dealing with the Inhumans. So much better. It was a lot better. I watched a half hour of it. Okay. It's okay. Since the Inhumans are such a a hard sell to comic book readers. You know, they're going to do a movie that will... Pay no attention to what Shield has done at all. That's do you, but do you think that? Do you think it's a good thing for moviegoers slash Marvel film goers to be introduced to? No. The, no. You don't think so? No, because moviegoers are not the same audience as comic book fans. Because a comic book fan can, you know, buy one, can buy Secret Wars, and then like, okay, that's three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Yeah, I'll go pick up this other two ninety nine tie in and be done with it. But a lot of people TV are... and movie watchers don't have the same kind of time or patience to wait for a season to pay off for one reference that they then need to remember in a movie. There's a lot of people already out there who have trouble remembering what happened in the last Marvel movie to go. It's like, what are they talking about? Oh, I forgot right. what I had for lunch today. Right, yeah. but that's why I'm saying, I'm asking. Because this movie is in 2019. It's the last one on their, their current slate. Right now, for the looks like for the foreseeable future, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be building up the Inhumans to what us comic book It'll readers be know. It will be immediately ignored by what they do in the film because TV shows don't have the same budget as movies. They don't have the same big-name actors. And I guarantee you when the Inhumans film comes out, everything Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. done will be completely ignored. It'll, it'll be a completely different 
Because they won't. Here's the thing. Yeah, they it, won't have the budget. Well, they're not going to have Black Bolt and anybody else like that. No, and that's why it won't Which you matter. could have. Actually, you could have. Well, no, Black you Bolt. can't. You're going to do that in the movies. Because you're going to cast Black Bolt in the movie. You're never going to cast him on the TV show because he's going to want $30 million to be on your TV show. But well, Black, it see, with Black Bolt, if you do him the way the book is. It's not that. You're not going to use Black Bolt in the TV series because you have to save him for a movie. The Inhumans movie is going to be about the Inhumans royal family. If it ever comes out. I've said from the start. Once they added Spider-Man and they're looking at, well, we got to do three, four movies a year now, I won't be shocked when they say, you know what, we're not going to do an Inhumans movie. We're going to tell that story in S.H.I.E.L.D. If that's what they want to do, that's the better idea. If you're going to do this, whatever you want to tell in the TV series, tell it in the goddamn TV series and don't do it in the fucking movie and the other way around. There's no point in trying to tell your story that we're like, you're sitting in these big offices with the movies and going... Well, we got a side story. Throw it down to the guys on TV. They'll just do the TV right. series. And it's, it doesn't and, make any and, sense. And exactly. And the bigger issue is, again, regular audiences don't do what you hope they do. And people know that. I remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, and a whole bunch of just regular people that I know went, who's this guy? Who's Coulson? And it's like, they, and they've seen all the other Marvel movies. It doesn't matter, because like Coulson was such an inconsequential part of those movies that they tried to sell the show no, on No, no, he was a consequential part of one movie of that one, they then yes. screwed up one movie. All that's out of the way yes. because God, we can't, no, we can't do this without somebody that people recognize. Right, and then people in the like, which again, it's the the whole thing for that for Marvel's over the air TV for Agents of Shield. Everything is so incredibly executively controlled. Yes, to me, it's just well, it's you look ABC. at it and you, it doesn't matter. It's it's Disney. It's Marvel. It's whoever looking at this and going, we're not going to put a TV series on the air in which we don't have a single character in there, a single face, a single actor that anybody has seen before or hasn't seen before. So we're going to take the most interesting thing that ever happened, the only good guy that's ever died, and we're going to bring him right back. The right. most defining moment of the Avengers, and which now is we're, we're to gonna, get We're going to bring him back, and erased. we're going to make this bland, terrible yeah, TV I'm series. Just like you notice what happens in a Netflix series where they said, it's Netflix. Who cares? We're just going to go find really good actors, and we're going to let the characters take care of themselves. That's not going to stay. <laughs> but he, but Feige even said that the Netflix movie, TV shows will be impacting the movies. As well, well. I, as much yeah, I, he can say it as much as he wants, wants it's not going to happen. Yeah, the only thing that will be impacting the movies, and I think he is a very like he's already got an out for that, is that <laughs> the defenders are already going to be in one of the Avengers films, and that's as far as it will go. Do you think <laughs> that will actually happen? <laughs> yes. No. They already said they're signed up to the, to be in. I think uh, Infinity War Part Two is when the defenders would show up to help the regular Avengers, and that that's the thing is like that. There we go. Already impacted done now the people writing the netflix shows don't have to worry about writing anything else all they need to do is get the defender series out and then they'll show up in the movie because the truth is the people who watch infinity war be like oh my goodness who are these other superheroes and just be really excited that there are other superheroes out there what do you think about the idea that I mean, we've worked in comics there's how many people it's like i gotta buy a tie-in mm-hmm. oh or, yeah or have read a book and gone what's this a reference to yeah it's like if, we, oh, if you you're gotta... gonna have a defender's team show if you're gonna have daredevil iron fist power of Power Man in and Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Jessica Jones show up and go, "Hey, we're gonna stop Thanos!" And then they all get obliterated in half a second. You go, "Who were those? Wait, what?" <laughs> I guarantee you, what the, were those people? And, and here's the thing: is like, I, I, and you've already seen the Netflix scheduling get bumped by the success of Daredevil. Right. They yes. moved up the second season. They're going, "Oh no, we gotta, we gotta do this a little bit faster." Right. And Let's get this. Well, up like here. they said, and I'm almost positive the the cameo they're gonna have in Infinity War Two is probably gonna be 
in cuts of like Daredevil's gonna swing from a building and save some people, and then cut to Power Man just you know punching no, straight through. No, it's gonna, it's gonna be Daredevil guys. walks up and says, "Oh fuck this!" I gotta call and just the walks Avengers. away. Well, think I about it. Call the Avengers. When you think when you think about what Avengers oh, God, Infinity, which honestly it depends on how the movies shake out, but that could yeah. be it. You have the Defenders face whatever Thanos's minion that just wipes the floor with them, and you know you just see or not even you, you just you just see Matt pick up the phone like, "Hey, hey, Steve, go Avengers." Uh, yeah, so uh, I love the fact that his eyes are closed because you know, he's doing blind right now. Well, it's, I gotta get in character because I sound just like a, what's his face, the guy who plays him. Uh, can you? Uh, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to make up with Tony. He looks like he's sleeping. Then come be. Oh, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> and I gotta get Matt Murdock's right asleep when he's talking to Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony it's very dark in his universe. <laughs> look, he gets beat up a lot, and with his hyper senses, he's probably pretty tired from being beaten up all the time. Well, think about it. <laughs> that's probably what it's gonna be too, and that's how Did I see you it. Get it's, a new I gotta fucking fix mic stand. Think about how many love of God. How many heroes are gonna be in? Exactly. That's why. That's why you're gonna get like two seconds of Power Man punching a couple Chitari. Well, that was that was know. what you had thought was gonna happen. Well, I think both of us thought was gonna happen in Age of Ultron that we were gonna see all these different characters. You were gonna see Carol, and you were gonna see Spider Man, you were gonna see well, Daredevil, whatever. You get, you get glimpses of them fighting different robots yeah. or whatever. You get the world. Uh, you get. You that's know, what we thought. thought. And 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 honestly, I was surprised by their restraint to not do that. Yeah. Right. Which and I, it was, I, I it was, applaud. You got like Falcon for like two seconds. Yeah. Or, or, you know, well, no, he shows up at the party, right, and then they're like, hey, uh, yeah. but then, we, but then you we have, don't need any brothers on this team. You so you, machine you and Rhodey right. can just go. But again, like, like Rhodey's, you know, Rhodey showing at the very end of that movie is like, it's like, oh, he's there well, for yeah, like it's, 30 seconds. Yeah, right? it's, it's the just affirmative, to show it's you the that affirmative action people. Avengers. They only need one African-American. So they got him, and then they looked at they it's, looked it's at the Star Wars thing. Falcon, and they're like, okay, you can go. We filled your role. You can swoop in at the end. And as much as we all would have liked, you know, an hour's worth of, like, everybody fighting, it's like, no, you have to tell a story. And right. again, it, I, I'm going to watch Infinity War. It's going to be, like, Power Man punching, Jessica Jones, like, flying through the air, like, crashing through a ship and having it explode. Oh, God, I hope she doesn't have superpowers, though. I really she does. Do. Well, they already, we already, know, already she showed. does, but... Yeah, just... but it's the... And, you know, you're going to see, you know, Iron the flashbacks Fist are fine. I'm using his chi powers, you know, and... Well, haven't you seen the trailers for the show? The actual trailer? No. There, there's been a couple. She, she, she has powers. Her she breaks clock. her alarm clock. She breaks like a shot glass by grabbing. Yeah, because I think they yeah. want to get it in there early that she had it. Because in, in <laughs> Alias, you think you don't even find out through like so, halfway the yeah. series. Yeah, that she has powers that she's just sort of holding up. Yeah, that's, and it's it's okay, and that's fine. Because then people in the movies are just gonna go, "Oh, hey, that's cool." And if somebody knows who Daredevil is, they're gonna go, "Oh, neat, Daredevil." Yeah. And that's fine. There's nothing Daredevil. wrong with that. I know. Let's, let's just hold on. Let's just stop here for a second. Shauna, how you doing? I'm okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you were still with us. Hello. All right. Cool. Are you still breathing? I, Are you alive? I, is, is your mic still on? I, I think I'm breathing. There we yeah. go. Yeah. You're close. Just get real, get real close to because your voice. Do you do you have an opinion about the uh, you have an Marvel opinion? one shots? Do you have an opinion? Because that's what we're talking about. I, I know. Like no, I I, I don't. Know. I, I the only one I've the only one I've ever seen is the one you showed me. The one with the Mandarin. Yeah. Like and if. Like they're all like like are they are they all that are they all that good? I mean, I liked it. Are they all that good or are they kind of? No, well, the first, first couple were with Coulson. They're all about the same quality, I think. Well, how many are there's, there's only three. Well, there's like, no, there's, there's like two, two with Coulson and still one. There's two with Coulson. There's uh, on the way to Thor's hammer with Coulson and still, uh, uh, Stillwell. That's his name, right? Sitwell. Sitwell. Uh, and they battle. They they get into a fight and a couple with a couple the people. Hell was that? That was in between. That was I never saw that. <laughs> that was after Coulson leaves. Tony Stark's apartment, or Tony Stark's house in Iron Man 2. 
he goes to remember he's going to New Mexico. So on the way to so New Mexico, the one where they're in the cafe and they're talking back. Iron Man Two was before Thor. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end, end of the movie, it's uh, he they because like, the is truck falls over the mountain. It's Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and Iron Man Two. But then again, Hulk, Incredible Hulk, and Iron well, Man Two Iron, are simultaneous. Yes. Well, no, I mean, back term, no, no, no. I'm talking about release. In release, it goes Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two. Wasn't Thor, but I think they were Cap. The, I, I think Iron Man. Two, well, because Cap was just before Avengers, but I think Iron Man two and Thor were the same summer or the same, like in that same year. Or yeah, because the end the uh, end credits. Sequence the Cap was, was the last one before Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, the end credits sequence was um, Coulson looking Coulson, over, the, yeah. over the hill, and he sees the crater. No, I remember that. Right, that was Iron Man two. That was an yeah, that was an Iron Man two. So was, in between, was, yeah, on his way, on the way to Thor's hammer is what that one's called, which is the. Is that the same one where Coulson and Sitwell are sitting in the in the theater, in the uh, cafe? Yeah. Yes. So then, what's the one with Coulson and Sitwell, where they go into the convenience store and Coulson ends up kicking some serious ass? I don't well, remember, I remember that one. Because there was that there were those two, and then there was. Um, Item 42, which is the one where they find the gun after the Battle of New York. And then there was the Mandarin one. So there's no, and then there was also the Agent Carter. So there's been five of them. Yeah, and Thor and Cap are the same summer. Yeah. Huh. I don't remember. Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Cap, and Marvel's The Avengers. Because Thor you know, came out. Iron Man 2 was that early. Thor came out in May, and Captain <laughs> America came, came out, out in, in July. Yep. And then it was Avengers the following year. Iron Man and Incredible Hulk were the same summer, too, in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was also two different studios. That was Marvel well, yeah, Studios and Universal. Well, no, the, the distributors were different. It was Paramount and Universal. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Was Marvel was produced all of them. Yeah, right? Marvel, yeah. And uh, I think in Hulk, Incredible Hulk, the after credits was Tony showing up. Tony sto- shows up to General to Ross. To mock General Ross. Mm-hmm. There's also, they show Cap's shield... In a scene where he, uh, the uh, they show the Arctic, um, like they, there's like a tidal wave, you know, with snow and everything, and you see Cap's that's from shield. the deleted scene in the Hulk. That's from the deleted scene because right. they they deleted it because Cap's shield is in Tony Stark's house, correct? Yeah. Which is not the actual film. film post credit. That's sequence. the one that he's now using. Film ended with post credit scene featuring Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. Uh, mentioned the included the scene as a little tip of the hat for fans of the way to sort of keep Avengers. Jackson's only set for a day of skeletal crew of avoiding this camera league. Captain America's shield was also available, visible in the background of a scene initially been inserted by an ILM artist as a joke, but Favreau decided to leave it in the film. Yeah. And then they, they it's end on up his, using it, it. It's on his workbench. Right. And, and then they end up using it in Iron Man 2 because he that's what he uses to level the laser lens when he's building the, right. the new arc reactor. If you ever wanted to know that if Samuel Jackson uses the word motherfucker... In uh, Avengers, just watch the deleted scenes. It's funny. Oh, you know what the funny thing is? In both the Avengers, I know it was video game, the, vi- <laughs> the Avengers Lego video game, mm-hmm. they they start to say it, and then also in the Jurassic World video game, mm-hmm. they start to say it. Well, it's funny. Like there's a there's the gag reel, and so like they're walking on the ship, and he's directing uh, he's directing Scarlett Johansson to go talk to Hulk on the video screen, and I guess uh, one of them flubs the line. And she's like, what am I supposed to do over here? He's like, I don't know. Use the motherfucking machine. Talk to motherfucking Hulk. <laughs> or something like that. 
was like, that's great. Sorry, I know. No, I didn't. Ethan, you don't say much, but when you do, you know, it's classic. So, anyways, Star Wars, and I just blew the shit out of the mics. Star Wars, they have announced that the series films, which are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I think, are always going to be centralized around the Skywalker family. Yes. That was not. I mean, it knew. I mean, it's news, quote unquote, because that's how they're marketing it to everybody. But are you was, surprised? No, that was already the assumption. I think. I think everybody had that the, assumption. The moment they brought, the moment they said Luke Skywalker would be uh, making a big, you know, would be like expect would be in the movie when Mark Hamill was cast. Everyone's like, okay, they're continuing the legacy. And well, and he, apparently and Mark Hamill's couple, not in Episode 7 very much, he, but yeah, he plays cameo- a major role. Yeah, he's cameoing in Episode 7, but Episode 8 is his larger role. Yes. And it's I, I, I assumed that. It's like, well, very clearly all the movies are about the Skywalker, so who's the Skywalker in Episode 7? Well, it does really seem to go with Finn. what Chris... Is, or it's about finding Luke. Finding Finn? <laughs> Sounds like a '90s. Like, it movie. sounds like the sequel to Finding Nemo, Finding Finn. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris. Uh, oh, that's what the turtle's name was. <laughs> I know. I know what we were talking about like a couple weeks ago. What? What turtle? The turtle from. Uh, wasn't Finn? It wasn't it? Crush. Crush is Crush? the turtle. That, when were we talking about Crush, Finding bro. Nemo? One of them's fin- One of them's Finn in that movie. No, no. He's got a bum. They fin. have a Finn. He's got a bum Finn. That's it. <laughs> um, Chris. Does this play into what you were thinking with legacy for the whole? Yeah, it's, if you're gonna put a number at back of it, it's gonna be about Skywalker. Yeah, the end. That, that's why you do the anthology films because, like, well, we want to do a lot more films, but we're kind of sick of talking about Luke Skywalker's. So right, Skywalker's a jerk. Luke, you are boring. Do you think that there is actually going to be a another Skywalker in this film? Why are we talking no, I, like I, this? I, I think it'll just be about like the whole like the the end point of the movie is going to be everybody can. Well, also remember, it doesn't have to be. You can have a connection to Skywalker without being Luke's child through Leia. Yeah, right. And uh, the, for me, the big thing since Luke is going to be a big part of Episode Eight, I get the feeling like all the stories will converge on like we gotta we gotta find Luke. So does that give us confirmation that Luke doesn't die in Episode Seven? So no, he's not who ever no. said he was gonna die. Han dies in episode. He's seven. not gonna be. He's not gonna do the. the I don't. And then Obi Wan suicide in episode eight because he lost Han. There is rumor that Han and Chewie both die. Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. That's Han's my, dying in episode seven. I'm telling you, that's my rule. You called that. That's the funny thing. They said is, that a year and a half ago. Yeah, as soon he's as they said they were doing episode seven, Chris goes, "Watch before episode seven comes out, we will find out Han Solo dies." And that was the very first thing he said. The, the, the week before the movie releases, you're going to have somebody spoil it, and they're going to tell you, guess what? Han Solo is not going to make it. There is a new trailer coming out for Star Wars mm, well, apparently. next week. or the yeah. week? It's, it's, it's just, the 18th, it's just, isn't it? Uh, it's J.J. Um, Abrams sitting in a chair, and he's like, Han dies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't cry, Shauna. It's okay. He's... He's a fictional character. Would you want to start to see... But, but see, I know that we're, we've talked well, about... Well, communication must be... suck between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Did you. I mean, you're not very talkative. Between her and Han Solo? Her and Harrison Ford? No, Han Solo! But when did he actually start doing that? Because I, going back and watching some of his old films, 
Like even the first, he doesn't season. do it in movies as much as he does it. In, he does it when he does interviews. He's got like social. I think he's said he has. He has. Uh, he's also 145. Years a lot of a lot of actors. You gotta remember, Johnny Depp is a horrible interview. Yeah. Horace Horison. I don't know who Horison <laughs> Ford is. Brother, that's his Horace Eastern European Harrison brother. Harrison Ford was not exactly a young, really young man when he that's, met Star Wars. That's either. the child between Harrison Ford and Je- Jessica so J. Harrison Jessica Ford Parker. is older than than almost everybody else that was doing that film at the he time. He was 30 when they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah, what was Mark Hamill? Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he he. They were their ages of their character. That's how they yeah. made up the characters. So ages. This is, you got to remember that Harrison Ford's a lot older. So he just, <laughs> he was almost yeah, twice Leia's age. I got to the point already. I was doing Ian Johnson's. Anybody got a plane I can fly? And this has been a moment with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Horace and Ford. Horace and Ford. Horace and Ford. Harrison Ford's Ford. Eastern European brother. Horace and Ford. I, I fly plane now, yes? Hello, I am Horace and Ford. I fly plane. Hello. Okay, so... My brother Harrison, he... No fly good. Sticking with that golf course, I land on golf, golf course. That's course. what the... Now we know why Chewie always fly Millennium Falcon. That's why. He no fly. Sticking with science fiction. No golf fiction. course in space. No golf course in space. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if that's in the movie, they're, Joey, let's put her down. I know there's a golf course down there. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Jack, who's just one gigantic desert golf course. That's how hot. They, they do the panic shot. You just see the golf ball. Falcon just fall right there. I just seem to be attracted to these things. I don't know how this works. Oh, shit. You made a difference. Do you, do, you think, do you think fans would actually stand up and clap if there was a golf course that he crashes into? No, they would nerd rage out. When did this there become Spaceballs? Space <laughs> That's in Spaceballs, too. They play bocce ball in Star yeah, Wars. Exactly. Um, stick ball. Hey, you guys want to play stick ball? So, I prefer hoop with a stick. Push the old hoop on the stick down the street. I know you have, Sebastian, I know you have strong feelings about Stephen Moffat and yes. Doctor Who. He loves it. Because he doesn't have a goatee. I think that the majority of fans have finally jumped on board with you. Okay. Good. Have Good you watched that. the last couple episodes? I could have told you that the moment that they said that Plastic Face was dying. As soon as they said he's gone, that, uh, trust me, everybody just checked out. It's gone worse than that. Which is amazing. Well, I don't, like, that's, like, for me, it's one of those well, things, not like, you, you, I know you didn't check out for that. You were yeah. happy. I, I even was like, yeah, Peter Capaldi's kind of interesting. I thought I, that and was and a like, great choice. I, like, I love I like Peter Capaldi. I love it. I, I even like him as a doctor. It's because you're not a 15-year-old girl. That's true. And he that's is. where everybody was. <laughs> yeah. It, I, <laughs> Only certain It's not even a matter of, like, part of me is, like, it's like, it's like, yeah, he's not very good anymore. And for me, like, season six was, for me, like, that, like, that sort of the big, like, this season's like started out really strong, and then as it went on, like I think I know what you're gonna do, and then you did it. It's like this didn't really work out and sound as cool as you think this sounds. Season six, that was the as the the, the astronaut. Yes, impossible astronaut. Yeah, it's also one of those things. Let's like, kill Hitler. And yeah, and knowing like Stephen Moffat and going back and being able to see like his old like forum logs, like, and mm-hmm. he goes like, "Well, you blew all of your Doctor Who dreams in one season, and then you didn't even execute well beyond that." Like, oh boy. Yeah. This isn't very good, and it's like, well, okay, I don't like. I don't feel like I'm ahead of the curve. I just feel like, like it's just. Have you watched the season? Progressively worse. Have you watched the season? Yeah, I'm trying to. 
Are you caught up? <laughs> I need to see the the current episode from Saturday. Okay, so but there you, is no more relevant statement in the history of the world. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> you watching this season? I'm trying to. Um, so you already saw the replacement for the Sonic yeah, screwdriver, the sunglasses, and like I'm not like it's one of those things like I'm neither here nor there on them. It's like yeah, it's kind of like. A, like like I know it's like it's kind of numb because there's a petition right now. Yes, I know to get it taken away and like the, the I, for me I think his reaction to the petition uh, says a lot about him. But it's also very accurate. It's like I don't his, re, his response was basically like why would the doctor be attached to a sonic screwdriver if there's better technology? Which I agree with from a okay. So I want to play I, well, which I agree with on a storytelling standpoint. But I also was like. It's like, oh, good, you're aware that the Doctor constantly changes and always wants, you know, the latest and greatest. Because that's what he does, because he's a little Correct. bit of the old and the new. But then you did it so poorly that I go like, well, and what's the point, man? If you can't execute, then don't try. So for, for everybody else that hasn't heard what Stephen Moffat said about it, and the, he, if you don't know, he's replaced the sonic screwdriver, which is one of the staples of what Doctor yeah. Who is now. It's iconic. Totally dumb. It's such a terrible thing because it's all Deus Ex Machina. Yes. Which now he's replaced them with an actual pair of the whatever Ray-Ban it is, shades. The, the one or two episodes I watched, it's just amazing where you just have like, <gasps> what's going to happen? The door's closed. Hey, the door's opening. It's exactly what it, it is. It's yeah. Deus Ex Machina. And it's like, oh and, my and, they, God. and they made no bones about hiding what that is. Except for if it's wood. Right. And I, but well, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the 60s Batman TV series with the belt. Right. No matter what right. Batman ran into, you know. Robin, there's a bomb over here. Let me get my anti-bomb thing out of my, my bat bomb repellent. <laughs> oh, Robin, I have something that I need to warm up. So here's my bat hand warmers or whatever. And that's what it was. It was basically I was just one of Simpsons. Like, okay, ah, what don't you have in that belt? <laughs> so listen to what Stephen Moffat had to Patience say about the Sonic like screwdriver and the Sonic glasses, and then you know we'll continue it on. Sometimes you have to be heretical. Sometimes you actually have to embrace the heresy. And I just thought, really, on a whim, why would the doctor feel wedded to a screwdriver? Maybe he fancies varying it for a while. Maybe he'll pop his some sonic glasses on instead. I thought also it maybe resurrected the original joke, which we've sort of slightly forgotten, that the screwdriver was just a screwdriver that made a noise, and it's gradually become this all-purpose everything that looks really cool. So we know he's now got sonic sunglasses, which just are sunglasses. That's all they are, and they make a noise and things happen. Uh, it's just fun to it's fun to be naughty. Like, I know some people get incredibly irate about it, and I'm sure the screwdriver will show up again someday. But just to show that we can, why not? So he's not wrong. He's not no. Wrong. Here's the, here's the thing. See, I, I hated here's, here's it before thing. I heard here's that, the thing. and then here's I was the like, thing. here's the thing from the start. That is actually the smartest thing I've ever heard that man say. Yes. Because yeah, yes, and as somebody who's you, been watching for so long, that is exactly when what you is. wed yourself to what you think everybody wants. Mm-hmm. You remove any reason to do what you need to do. Right. Sometimes you need to do things. You have major characters in great TV series that die because they have to. Right. When you get to that point, you go, "Well, this is somebody's favorite character." But this this is Game of the Thrones. The only way that this it is can the go only on. way you got to move on is this. If you're a big fan of Lost, like I am, mm-hmm. there's points you get to and go, I don't I don't want Charlie to die. We're killing him because he has to. Right. It's the only way we can move on. The only way that we can move on is to kill. Well, Mr. Echo died because he was like, I don't want to live in Hawaii anymore. Um, but again, you have somebody. There's that's the other reason. You have to do something because you've got to do it. 
when you weigh yourself to something like that, why does he have the Scottish screwdriver? Because the fans love it. You're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> Figuratively or with the Sonic. It doesn't matter. You're screwed because if you're sitting there, this is this is the old joke. You talk about a series like Glee, and everybody says, we love the first season, we hate the second season. Because people started to realize they wrote the second season by looking at Twitter. Right. What are all the fans saying? Oh, we gotta we gotta show more of the kid in the wheelchair because the fans love that guy. We gotta show more of the gay guy because the fans love the kid. We, let's, you're not writing your story anymore. You have to trust yourself as a creator to write the story that you think needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you do it right, fans will still love you and fans will keep going. When you do it wrong, then you're just like it's just crap. If you're gonna listen to everybody, you shouldn't be. You, sh- you can't. You can't do that. And too many people do. Again, we'll go back to Marvel. You have Marvel telling Edgar Wright, your movie's got to be more Marvel. And right. Edgar Wright telling him, it doesn't matter. Marvel will come to me. This will be a Marvel film because it's a Marvel character. It'll have Marvel films on it. People, fans will come and they'll enjoy this movie as a Marvel movie, even if it isn't exactly the same as all the other Marvel movies. And it ends up being almost exactly the same as all the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I saw it again last weekend. It's a fun movie. There's nothing in that film that stands out. There's nothing in it that makes you go, that that stands out. Right. I really enjoy that. This is different than anything else that I've seen in a Marvel film before. Guardians of the Galaxy is because, well, it's in space. Okay. None of the characters are really that different. No. Oh, he's a wise ass. Guess what? So's Iron Man. Yeah, it's your Avengers characters. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a silent, strong, silent type. Well, so's Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's you're getting into that. Well, you have someone like me who really enjoys those films and still goes, I want something different. Yeah, I really want Cap Two. I love because it's just an action film, mm-hmm. and it's a different. If you watch Cap One, you watch Cap Two. Those are two totally different films. Well, the Cap- tone again is the sort of, sort of the same. I understand that you have to do that because I talked about Back to the Future being so crazy in tone that you don't really want to deviate from it. But you took it and said, "We're going to do something a little different. We're not going to you know throw ourselves off the edge of the cliff, but we're going to do something different enough." Well, Cap really One was makes a comic book movie. Cap Two was a spy thriller. It's just. Cap One's a military movie. I mean, really, when you look at it, it's a it's a it's a yeah. war film. I mean, it's got the rescuing POWs, the, the, war, the, the, the war aspect of Cap One wasn't as much as I would have liked it to be. Well, it wasn't the, like a saving type. But you're debating Private Ryan. Yeah, right. But here's here's the the back to the original point is you can't be beholden to fans. Right. You have to trust that what you're doing is what you're doing. Really great comic books. Walking Dead as a comic book series and a TV series. Robert Kirkman's going to kill whoever the fuck he wants, and he doesn't care what you think. At some point, at some point, Kirkman's going to kill (laughs) Daryl. He's going to do it. And everybody will riot. But that's the thing. You just had the most nervous laugh, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not going to. No, I don't. He wouldn't kill Daryl. At some point, because remember. was my favorite character, right? It was a horrible (laughs) character. Jeez, crackers. (laughs) At some point, because... Daryl isn't in the Daryl isn't in the books. He can do whatever he wants with That's him. true. He's not beholden to anything. And obviously he's not beholden anyway. He's killed all these characters at different points. Mm-hmm. Or he's had people you know, people survive, people die, whatever. At some point, he's gonna sit there and look at it and say, I have to kill him. Yes. The group that I have, he's such an integral part. You only have two pieces left in that group now. You have Rick and you have Daryl. Carol. You have two people left in that group now. You have Rick and you have Daryl. Because Carol is Carol's a as Carol's an outlier. Michonne's different too. Coral. One of those two Coral. is going to die. Glenn. Yeah. And they're not going to kill Rick. They're not going to kill Rick. Or are they? It's I mean, the, it's you can do whatever you I don't want. Think, I don't think they'll kill Rick in the show before they kill him in the book. 
I really I don't know if I, 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 I that's that, I think he can do whatever he wants. wants and has proven I'm going to do whatever I want because we're going to tell the story that we think we can tell and you being mad about it that's awesome if you read uh, uh, Karen Gillan's Journey into Mystery the story the the, the, the kid Loki or teenage mm-hmm. Loki one there's a point in that story that turns that you're just like screaming at the book because it takes a turn you don't want but that's what makes it awesome here, like, okay, we did something different. We gave him sunglasses. If you're going to look at that series and go, I'm not going to watch this anymore because he doesn't have a screwdriver anymore. It's stupid. I want the screwdriver back. Why? Right. You've been watching the goddamn screwdriver for seven years. Right. And for me, it's one of those things like, like I think the least of your concerns about that show should be sunglasses. There are far bigger issues with that show. But if sunglasses... Yeah, there's not enough plastic on his face. If, so if, obviously if it's sunglasses inferior. is where you finally take umbrage, like I think you need to reevaluate yourself <laughs> well, what. and reevaluate, like go back and rewatch those DVDs. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I, like like Avengers, when people were like, it's like, who's that purple guy at the end? It was stupid. Like, it's like, really? You know, aliens in New York and a giant green monster and space whales. But no, you get the Thanos and suddenly you've hit your threshold for, well, the, that's a, ever, for the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> have you ever told you the uh, the Star Trek fourth story? No. From when I was in, I was in a psychology and film class in uh, when I was in community college. Oh, yes, you've told this. And this. I've, told, I've told everybody else, but I haven't told Sebastian. And I don't think I've told him. So their science fiction film was Star Trek four. And our professor tells the story of a couple semesters before they finish the, you know, this discussion of the film, and this this student keeps saying, well, my problem is that's that's not San Francisco. That's the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is the set for uh, you know, yeah. the aquarium set. Yeah. And she says, yeah, it's just it's used as a set. No, you don't understand. They're saying they're in San Francisco. That's the Monterey Bay Aquarium. They're not that close. They can't, you know, they, they, they land the ship in that park. They can't get to Monterey from there. And she's, it's just a set. It's just a stand-in. He's like, but you don't understand. That's not San Francisco. And finally, the professor says, you just watched a movie in which a spaceship slingshots around the sun to travel hundreds of years in the past to pick up a bunch of blue whales or two humpback whales and drove all the way back into the future. And your problem is that the damn set isn't in San Francisco. <laughs> and that's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's Mikey's but story. There's, that, there's that one little thing. Yeah, it's, it's Mikey. Yeah, but there's see a this, difference this, between a set. Where they're clearly giving it another name, and they put up right. all the dresses. But, it, but that it's it it's in the well, same hell, it's in the at, same it's in the same realm of yes, what it is you know, the same thing. Yeah. When, it's the same thing for Mike. For that. When Mike yeah. saw Charlie's Angels too, we're watching it. There's a scene at the end in which a character like swings down into the car, and I I see him out the corner of my eye, just throw his hands up in the air like, oh come on, and I turn him like, that's where your breaking point is. He's, well, she could have never fallen into the car from that angle, and I'm like, they started a hel- they jump started a helicopter, helicopter that's falling off falling. a cliff, and your problem is that she can't land in the back seat from the way that she's swinging. Give me a break. Yeah, no, it's exactly what that is. It's 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 you know like a set different, but it, it's the same what? idea. It's Sh- like, Chicago, it's, Cleveland have all substituted for New York and different right, places. Exactly. But yeah, if your checkout and point if your and if your problem is is that like, well, I know that street is in Chicago, but they said this was New York. You know, it's like again, it's the, the same Statue issue. of Liberty. Where are we? <laughs> Look, I'll be the first person to admit. I was re- really upset with the Sonic screwdriver slash Sonic shades. Right. I, re- I saw this article with Moffat and her- watched the video, and, and I, I, I it totally agree. changed my opinion of it. Right, but it's like, and it's like, I agree. Like, for me, I look at it and it's like, well, Sonic Shades, it's kind of stupid. It's not the idea that's stupid. But it's that's like, the point of Doctor they, Who. They, 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 a, no, but they don't look like fancy stupid yes, or anything. Yeah, to tell you that No, and for me, it's like, it's like, I don't, his logic is sound, and I totally agree. It's like, yeah, I don't mind having Sonic Shades for a season or two, whatever. Right. I don't. 
Like, the problem, my problems with the show go far beyond the aesthetic choices of design in the show. It's like, you just can't write. <laughs> and that's been evident since after season five. Where so you you're just, thinking the shades are substituting for the actual problem? No, yes, I think a lot of people are probably using that as an outlet. Like, like, it's like, really, if you're going to stop watching the show for shades, you've got bigger issues. You should stop watching the show because it's terribly written. And let's get it straight. Your problem isn't with... Peter Capaldi as no. a doctor, it's with the writing for him for the as a doctor. Yeah, but again, an interesting it's been the, writing, it's been the it, writing of since after season five, where it's like, you know, that first episode of season six is amazing and sets up a great mystery. And then by the end of it, it's like, it's like, well, why doesn't he just use like a robot or get a double or something? Oh, and then he does. Where's canine? It's like, it's like, you couldn't, you couldn't do come up with anything clever than that. I figured that out 10 minutes into the end of the episode. All right, you know, never mind. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye, sir. Here's the thing, though. What I see is, you know, fans of the show see the sonic screwdriver as an iconic It's yes. like the TARDIS. Yeah. So it's like the same with any, you know, like if I was, for example, if I watched The Walking Dead and Rick doesn't have his revolver, or Daryl right. doesn't have his crossbow, it just, you know... <laughs> huh? Daryl. Daryl. Carl <laughs> doesn't have his hat. But yeah, it's like, you know, you see that, you know these characters with these iconic tools. No, Carl doesn't have that, that just these, completely lost look behind his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they can stare that's 20 yards out but it yes. just takes you out of what you enjoyed about this yeah. show you and, know? and, and I think true. that's what it is yeah, and it, you know like I'm gonna like sort of cycle it back to Ghostbusters but like, he's like we all knew things were gonna get redesigned and mm-hmm. I kind of goes like that's really the best you could come up with for a proton pack. It's been like thirty years, guys. Give me some like you're talking about with the new one. Yeah, and it's like you know they they put like the idea and it's like oh it's gonna be super cool and super technological. It's like well that's clearly like the back of a toolbox on there, yeah. paint, spray painted silver, whatever. But it's like it's like my issues. Hey, movies with, are expensive. They are expensive. But it, for me, it's like when it's like my issues. It with is movie, a toolbox. It's like, like Johnny Five when he removes the laser and puts the toolbox on his shoulder instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's like it's like it's like like if if. If any one person's yes, issues short uh, were like, like, it's like, oh, well, the Ecto-1 doesn't look the same, or it's like, it's like well, you got bigger issues than, than just, the, like, at least at least for me, my justification is like, well, I, I really don't like the movies you've directed, right. you know, and I don't care for, like, you know, Melissa McCarthy, and I don't like the idea of you remaking the movie, but if your only gripes are like, well, this looks different, it's like, well, yeah, I think I think maybe you got a little bit... You know, you're you you're focusing well, at, your energy in the wrong yes. spot. Look at the yeah. people that got all upset that the X-Wing, all of a sudden, the nacelles separated. In half. Instead of having four nacelles, you only had two that split in half. Right, and it's one of those I things where, like, it's like I joked about that, but I also know, like, in the original Macquarie designs, the engine does exactly well, that's what that. they want. Because it's also sci-fi, like... It's like you got bigger problems. I got I got a bigger like, problem when they did the Knights of the Old Republic that takes place four thousand years before, and the technology looks exactly the, the same. same. <laughs> Look, here's what I think is amazing. I think we did cover this: is that you know, for something like Star Wars, JJ has been paying homage to the things that came before. He's paying obviously with the Macquarie art. He went to the 501st with what the progression of the Stormtrooper armor would be, whether they would have the colors, you know, the, the multicolored costume or you know, uniforms or armor like they did in the Clone Wars and, you know, episode two and three, or would there be a progression from the actual Stormtrooper? And he went to the fans to find out their but again, quote unquote expert. Very opinion. dangerous because, as I've said, if that movie becomes a complete two and a half hour pandering film, that's a terrible film. Oh yeah. If it's all a throwback film, then if you're if you're banking on the nostalgia of everything, is Jurassic World does I think that right amount of banking on its nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a character that is uh, a character. You have a dinosaur in the T Rex, which is the major part of the first film, and he only shows up in the last five minutes. Right. You know, instead of using it the entire time with all these different pieces, 
they save that and go, you're only going to get one thing. You're only going to see him at one point. And there's going to be two homage pieces in it when he smashes through the Spinosaur skeleton and when the, the, the Velociraptor's on his neck and mm-hmm. not trying to bite him, but, you know, like, hey, we're friends now. <laughs> um, but if you build your whole movie on that, yes. you're in trouble. And there were, I mean, Jurassic World, I think, did a really nice job with the homages back to the original. There's a couple different, I mean, there's, there's a, the, the helicopter shot is the exact same shot. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that that you, know, you can look at it and go, okay, it doesn't take away from it. If you're going to build your film based on we want to hit the same points. If you're building a beat for beat. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think J.J. will do that, but it's kind of scary when you start going, well, I went to the fans to look for this, and I went to the fans for this, and I went, I don't want a fan-written movie. Right. You know, and, and I know J.J.'s a fan, but I don't want a movie that a fan puts together. Fan do you think it's sucks. nice that he went to the fans to build, like, the R2 unit and, you know... Yeah, that's different. Than, look, get advice right, if, about if, the if armor and things like that. If he's calling a fans and going, okay, what's the story? Yeah. What, do you, what do you want the story to be? This is, this is the problem with nerddom. This is the cynicism, is everybody thinks that they can write the next Star Wars film. Right. No, you can't, because if you could, you'd be on fucking writing it, instead of sitting in your room going, I think Luke Skywalker should be a little bit fatter, and I think he should have made out with Leia again, and then, um, this is the movie that I'm making, and Chewbacca's the hero. Here we go. And then they don't get that film, and they go, I can't believe they didn't make Chewbacca the hero. This is the stupidest film I've ever seen in my life. I mean, too many people are connected to this sort of thing. Instead of just going and watching it and enjoying it, or what I've seen with, with JJ, with, with especially with Star Wars in particular, is even with the guys we interviewed, uh, you know, a couple years ago now from uh, Dear JJ Abrams that did that whole campaign and that whole thing. Where but even then, this they'll never listen to the show, so it doesn't matter. In a way, when I'm watching them, going, "Who are you to tell JJ Abrams what the fuck to do with Star Wars?" That is true. I mean, look at them, and I go, "You guys are a couple of podcasters. That's fantastic. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm going to tell JJ fucking Abrams this is the Star Wars you have to make, and if you don't." You can suck my dick. No. <laughs> Go make the movie you want to make. And if I enjoy it, He's a fantastic. Chris <laughs> right. And if he doesn't make a film I enjoy, okay. It's right. not the end of the world. Right. Again, I'm a person that can watch the prequels and go, all right, I, I understand what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with that because, you know. Like, no, you don't. You hate the, scene of the prequels. <laughs> no, I, well, I do hate the prequels, but you know what? I don't, I'm not presumptuous enough to You don't hate ever the prequels because, again. no, but you, your, your thing, you don't like yeah. the prequels not because they're Star Wars. You hate the prequels you think they're terrible films. That, that means different thing. If you're yeah. sitting there going, they're not Star Wars. No, right. it isn't. No, George exactly. Lucas made them. It's no, Star Wars. that's the thing. And it's all also, like, I know enough to go, like, it's like, look, it's like, it's like if I don't like something, I'm just not going to go watch it. You know, and if, if if the first right, like if you know if, you, if know, you, you know you comes you know you know Michael well, Bay's produced, if you know that Michael Bay's produced TMNT is terrible, you'll never watch it, will you? Right. Yeah. That, that, would, be, that would be stupid. Why are you Why are you looking at me? Right. Because you watched it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like if if next. Why year, are you looking at me? If next year the Ghostbusters trailer comes out and goes like, well, actually that looks pretty good. You know, maybe I'll go check it out. Fine, I'll go check it out because I'm also a big enough person to know. If I'm wrong, and again, it's so all, you would, it's as a fan of Ghostbusters, you wouldn't check it out even if you weren't. I mean, even if you're not interested in what the film is. No, if the, if the, if they if they can sell me in the trailer and they can sell me in their marketing material and something makes me goes like, you know what, I will go check that out. Fine, but if I see the first trailer, and it's like, well, this looks dumb. I'm just not going to go see it. Right. And that, that it's as easy as that. And it's like, it's like I just, like I don't know, it feels like common sense. But everything has to be perfect. It has to be exactly the way I want it. <laughs> right. I didn't. Well, Welcome well, to Nerd 101. Yeah, that's well, fandom. That, well, that, that's that, the that, that totally is. It's not even Nerd 101. What I'm talking about is age of cynicism, this yeah. age of fandom that's gone absolutely insane. You know, I don't, I don't own Star Wars. I'm right. a huge Star Wars fan. I don't own it. There's right. a lot of Star Wars stuff that's out there that I didn't enjoy. Clone Wars as a TV series, really up and down for me. And 
the parts that I'm angry at is that it completely invalidated one of my favorite stories. Right. But even then, I let go of that. I'm just like, right. okay, it's just he made a series. I'm not particularly, you know, I'm not going to rush but out. Not everybody it. can say, okay, I can let go of some of my favorite stories and realize that they've either changed some of them or part to. of canon. I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and you know what? I saw the first Star Trek movie, and I didn't like it. And then I was like, well, maybe... Well, nobody likes Star Trek. So if Spectre came out... Right. No, it, but, but even so, if... <laughs> if 007 with, Spectre comes out, and it completely rewrites everything with Octopussy or any of the well, other old well, movies... Well, that, that's a terrible example, because all the Daniel Craig movies are separate from the previous yeah. movies. Anyway, I mean, they're not... This Daniel Craig movies are the only ones that are even so, like, with Star Trek in the Darkness, like, it's like, fool me twice, shame on me. I paid to go see it. I'm a sucker. And I didn't like it. Movie three directed by James Wan. It's like, all right, I know I'm not going to go see it because it's just like, whatever, I don't care. But even so, Star Trek Into Darkness is a movie that I did not like at all. It's like, didn't ruin Wrath of Khan for me. And that's like, and as much as like, and as much as I can go, it's like, like, well, Ghostbusters, this looks kind of dumb and sounds dumb. And everything I've heard from all the production reports of people, it's like, it kind of sounds dumb. It's like, if it, if it doesn't appeal to me, I'm just not going to go see it. That's not going to take away Ghostbusters from me. Yeah, the, the raping your childhood thing. I mean, it's a funny joke on South Park, but it, it is. really is. These people are really believe that. Right. Yeah. Somehow, I, I somehow Kingdom, yeah, it's terrible. Somehow Kingdom of the Crystal Skull invalidates no. the first three films. No. Right. How does Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is 20 years later, invalidate three films before? Well, how it does the no in the, the new Return of the because Jedi? It, because you have it a change, film that it it changes, changes the well, film. It, it, that, there's a very big distinction there, and it's, it's exactly on Chris's point. That actually changes the tone and the meaning from the film versus a sequel or a remake 20, 30 years later is not You're the cha- same When thing. you change the film, Han Solo stepping on John, Jabba's tail. Right. That's an inserted scene. That's, that's that added. changes the film for you. Han because... shooting first changes his character oh, completely oh, from yeah. what they ended up doing. That's not the same thing as going years later. It's like, we can make a better RoboCop. If we can make a better Ghostbusters. Return of the a Jedi has a recall. film. Whether the people who don't like Return of the Jedi because there's Ewoks in it doesn't ruin Empire Strikes Back. No, it doesn't. Correct. But it also, the Ewoks don't ruin no, Return well, of the Jedi. No, that's a different story. That's but that's the way you think about the Ewoks actually eat people. So is yeah, but they also, the, I mean, they, like if you read some of the old like RPGs and stuff, people used to go to the forest moon of Endor to go and make Ewok jerky yeah. to kill the Ewoks for food and sell them on market. So, but of course, they're never going to talk about that in any of the movies. But again, it doesn't ruin that, That's the plot of episode seven. Oh, shit. That's yeah. going to be no, awesome. No, the plot of episode that's seven the, is that Jar Jar is... That's the Ewok anthology. I've been, getting, I've been getting ready for the for the RPG, and they actually talk about it. It's like, oh, Ewok jerky is a very big thing in the Star Wars universe. Uh, it's like, yum, yum. awesome. So Yub Yub becomes Yum Yum. It's got a little yum, wicket. Yum, on, it's got a cartoon wicket <laughs> on the baggie for the jerky, and it's like, yum, yum. Okay, so sp- keeping with the theme of, of continuing on stuff, rebooting, remaking... No. A part three of something. Frank Miller released the cover image for the Dark Knight Three, the Master Race. Well, you have a perfect example. Dark Knight, one of my favorite Batman mm-hmm. stories of all time. Dark Knight Strikes or whatever well, the sequel Dark Knight is. Returns. He's horrible. Oh, it's not Returns. It's like Dark Knight Strikes, isn't it? Dark Knight Strikes again. But Strikes. That's yes. like, that, but that was like again, like he yeah. did that what in like ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, he did it fifteen right. years after first. So yeah. we're talking again, fifteen years apart for each it one. It doesn't of them invalidate. I don't read that second one. And go. Oh well, now the first one doesn't make right. any sense. I just don't read the second one again. Yeah. And it seems there's a curiosity point of me that wants to read that again because I haven't read it since it first came out. I just remember hating it. Awful. Awful. But it, so it, when you want to sit down and just read, something and I've seen awful. a lot of weird stuff about the cover. Like some people are just happy because it's Frank Miller. Like dude has cancer; he doesn't have long to live. 
you look at pictures, that man is dying. Yeah. And it's coming fast. He hasn't made some great decisions and, lately and, either. And I, for me, like, seeing all the hate, like, oh, this is an awful image. There's so many great artists out there, and you let this out. And it's like, have you seen pictures of this guy? He's going to die, and he's <laughs> probably going to die in a month. Well, his art style's changed and it has so changed. severely after I go, like, I can't draw, and I go, it's like, dude did that on cancer? Jesus, that's really good. So, I mean, besides the fact that Frank Miller's doing the art, or... He's doing the writing. I don't think he's the artist on the book. I th- think he's the... He, I know he. I thought he was co-writer on the book. There's several different artists that are yeah, there's right. Different artists. He's doing. He's, he's doing the main art. first cover. Right. Well, um, he's done a bunch of covers in the last year. So. Yeah, and he's done, he's done art, but I mean, if you look at a picture of him, yeesh. Yeah, like, it's bad. It's bad, and there's not a lot of people talking about that. This is probably his swan song. Yeah. Um. We get a weird noise. But, That's probably for me. Oh. Um. But do you think we need a book? So I looked up Dark Knight Master Race in the news. First look, Frank Miller's Dark Knight 2 minicomic. Second, DC lets Frank Miller draw Superman's penis for Dark Knight 3. Oh, God. So let's click on that story. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the, I mean, this is Frank Miller last year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's... Do you... Do you I mean, do you... He, he went from... He went from... And people can't see this, so this is very confusing, but he went from... If you look at pictures of him from... I mean, even just a couple of years ago, like... Well, look at when the... Sin City... Well, I was going to say when, when The Dame to Die For came out. Right. Like, like even if you look from then to now, like, he's, yeah. he's heavy into chemo. Like, it's bad. Um, okay, aside from the, the, the cover art that we've seen, do you feel like we should need want to have a dark knight 3 do you need it no should there be one probably not should it have been 20 15 years ago azarella is the co-writer that's what it was yeah I yes was but i also go but i mean it's also something that like i'll check out because like for the most part i think frank miller's track record's pretty all right it's you know but see as you say his his swan song that makes me want to read it more is you know this could be his final piece, and that for itself right, would it make out. it yeah. a treasure. I'm, I'm I'm happy with his final piece being about 20 years ago. Well, I mean, it, it's like a it's like an aging sports star when you're sitting there like, well, you don't want you don't want the, you know, the the the, the baseball player that you remember as a kid being able to do everything who could barely round first base without falling over. Yeah, that sort of speaks to Indiana Jones. For it's like no one really yeah. wants to watch an Indiana Jones movie where he's an old geezer running around, and not nobody wants to see not Husky. really address it. They had an right. interesting film there, right? They could exactly. they could have made a very interesting film there if it was if the tone had gone back to Raiders and and Temple of Doom and really been this in, in a way even what Mutt is like you're not even an archaeologist, you're a grave robber. Yeah, I thought if, if they had kind of done that, where they made a much more interesting film of what is he really doing and starting to address some of those issues and his age and the fact that he's running out of time and what happens in that you know he lived through World War II, he lives through the Korean War and everything that's going that could have been a really interesting film. Instead, they're like, well, we're gonna make a we're gonna try we're gonna take Indiana Jones three, which is so different in tone from the first two. We're mm-hmm. going to make a campy film, and then we're going to ratchet that up like crazy into just Camp Central. Like, there's going to be tents on we're set because it's him. just camp. Indiana we're going Jones to the invasion in of the Saucer refrigerator. Title. Yeah, and that would have been something I yeah, think would have was been. a lot more fascinating. Yes. And 
if they had addressed it, if it was, again, everything, you can say that about anything. Well, if it was written better. But here, really, I think the themes of it that people were looking at, when you're saying, oh, you can't do Indiana Jones 4, he's too old. Mm -hmm. That's your movie. Yes. And it's not yeah. just him falling into a thing. Damn, I thought I could make that before. It's not that. It's him saying, I can't do this anymore. Yes. And looking, if that was a legacy film, because look, in the film, his father is dead. Mm -hmm. The character that played Marcus Brody, the actor who played Marcus Brody is dead. You have a lot of things that are gone. Yes. Marion coming back, again, would have been really interesting. This is his relationship. He was had a, a very strong relationship with Marion's father. He obviously had a relationship with Marion. But Marion's character seems so different. In That's the, the problem. Because well, they grabbed her out of a toll booth in the middle of nowhere to get yeah. back and act. They're like, movie. hey, stop flipping those fries. Let's go. But again, if you, you have something... fries? I just want to know that. Yeah, you, have, you flip it. No. You flip a burger. No, you're going to the wrong I... places. <laughs> What the we hell just are you guys set. doing? I think you're going to the wrong place. No, the best place Segway. is their fries because it's like oil flowing all over the place. Anyway, there's a really interesting story there. The Marion's looking at him and going, "Hey, we were we were like this, and then I ended up in the fucking middle of nowhere when my father died because you abandoned me. You were you're gone. Right? There's a really interesting story, a really fantastic, awesome story, and instead you got monkeys and ants and Shia LaBeouf." Cannibal show. And really, and you just, really bad, like, psychic, like, quasi-psychic commie experiments. And even, the, the, like, even, like, the, like, and it's like the Crystal Skull. And there's and such, aliens. A, such a tenuous link to even, like, at least the other films tried to do a little bit with the mythology. It's like, oh, it's the Crystal Skull. It's like, they're not even trying to make this about, you know. About, well, so much of that, if, yeah. if you read the, do you ever read the, 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 the book that came up with the, yeah. the making of the when you get to that one it really is i'll be honest reading george lucas's part of it he was the one that wanted to do that film right he's like i want to do this and and they're saying well we don't want to we don't want to do, do another this. we don't want to do another film we don't want to do aliens why can't we just do the, the we do a religious artifact right again? and i don't and even like, mind no. that it's aliens too yeah that's another one of those situations like Aliens is your like it's like that movie it's a perfect has far time bigger for problems yeah. than Aliens in this movie. Yeah, I have no problem. I remember seeing when when I first saw Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade when I was a kid, or older kid or whatever, and they get to the end and I'm like, that knight survived for like 900 years. That's stupid. And then realized I just I watched two films in which God kills a bunch of Nazis and melts someone's face off, and then a priest takes a heart out of a dude and lets him live while he's set on fire. Okay, you know what? That's fine. I'm I'm kind of cool with it. It's just people that are like. Well, Temple of Doom is obviously it's it's so dark compared to the first one. The first one has his face melting off, you know and I you watch it for like forty five minutes. The first thing I thought with the night when he's lived that long was where did he go to the bathroom? Doesn't have to. He's you know it's he's drinking water and all the grails on the wall. Duh. <laughs> yeah, the, the, he's drinking Jesus juice. He well, doesn't have to. It's also the idea that like like even so like when you look at sort of the way that Indiana Jones treats sort of mythology is like like well it's probably not god or a god but like a mystical ideal or like a pantheon of gods i mean kali gives uh molaram the power to ex rip out people's hearts and using the shankara stone no, so, so can use life but, yeah, but again you have a we aliens are where, issue, where the hell did we start with this well we, 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 listen real quick before we go back to the subject because i know what it was and when we can oh yeah it was uh, it was a wait, wait, wait. it was the superman's penis since we're talking indiana jones because we've discussed this before chris and i and i think we've discussed it on the show but, Sebastian, can you count how many of the artifacts Indiana Jones actually leaves with? That he actually recovers? None. There's... Well, none. What do we say, two? Yeah, no, he gets, he gets the cross of Coronado. But then finally. he loses it. 
No, but he, br- he, no, he, he, but he does end back. up with he it. Does get it back. He yeah, bring, what, what does he actually bring to the museum? He brings the cross, cross of Coronado, Coronado, and I think that's it. Well, he does. Re- well, no, because he doesn't recover the ark. He loses. He loses the idol. He loses the ark. Mm-hmm. He loses the Sankara stones through his own volition. That's the he gives. That's the best part. Rolling, he yes. gives them up. Yeah, he loses the diamond. He loses the 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 headstone of Ra. Well, he's not. That's not what he's searching for. Well, that's he doesn't it. lose the diamond because he gra- he ta- he grabs it from from Willie. Like, does he take it from I her? I think she does. I thought I thought, she, it, she actually, I thought it continues to get lost. Yes. Does it continue to get lost? It does because the the I think they ended up leaving with it, and he ends up the rush. The Germans come after him, and when they get onto the plane, so the he Chinese, doesn't. They're, they're Chinese. Oh, the Chinese. Yes, yes. They don't all look alike. <laughs> Chinese and Germans. Um, so yeah, that that's a, um, but yeah, he's like the worst archaeologist ever because he never recovers any of it. Well, he's well a teacher. it's the old story of if you look at raiders, he doesn't affect the outcome. Right, right. He does. He does absolutely. Well, he nothing. doesn't. It's also like that's like now we're going on a tangent. It's also one of those things. Now, like, <laughs> an even larger tangent because a lot like because I that that dumb joke in Big Bang Theory. It's like no, he doesn't affect the outcomes. It's not his job. He has one job, and that's to retrieve the ark. Before before Hitler gets it, and he does exactly his job because he brings well, it back, and then the government takes it. Well, okay. the The reason that that joke exists is there was someone who did this analysis of it, and basically says this: what the Nazis do, they would have done regardless whether yes. Indy was involved or not, because they hired Belloc. Right. Belloc was always going to open the Ark before he delivered it to hit to Hitler. So when Belloc opens the Ark, they're all going to die anyway. Right. The, so, the, in a way, the, it falls apart when you say the, oh, the, the he is able to recover the Ark at the end and give it to the United States government. It would have sat on that island, mm-hmm. and only the Nazis would have known where it was. So, yes, and more, they more likely the Nazis would have sent a recovery mission. Grabbed and so it. Like, and then he had okay, let's put the top back on. Let's go. I don't right. know why they're Mexican <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> I right, well, let's I put that top back on. Well, let's I thought they were Indian. And then Indiana Jones would have to chase the Ark down again. And that would have been the sequel. And that would have been the sequel. But it's also that idea. It's like, that's a terrible terrible joke did you not watch the movie he was hired by the government to go get it and he does do exactly that he did his job as far as i'm concerned he loses the grail he loses his father's no notebook. he gives up the grail because he's gonna grab it and he tells the same thing to it, allison duty like it's like it's like no just leave it it's okay let it go let it go and then his dad tells him to let it go he's like all right you're right i'll let it the, go the, the 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 what you take away from that what i take away from that is that his his thing was you had to find it yeah. Taking it back doesn't matter anymore. It's like, right. I found it. I, I know found, where it is. I found I, the I, I, it, but it that's with any of those, then. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's The Sankara's doing the same thing. Temple of Doom is one of the most underrated films in history because as you really start to, to uh, impact or unpack it, you realize it's one of the best prequels because he's a fucking jerk. Yeah. And then this is, for all intents and purposes of what we know, this is the first unselfish thing he ever does. Right. Because he has the stones in his hand. And he's going to leave. All he has to do is pick up that kid. Well, I guess the first unselfish thing would be take the kid off the streets. Pick up the kid, pick up Willie, and get out of that that palace. He turns around, and he sees slaves, child slaves, and says, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. And the character that you presented for the he first third of that film, kids. the first third of that film, he should have turned around and walked away. He's Han Solo. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to take the money from this kid and this old man, and I'm done. Right. Right. No, right. Also, I'll come back and save hey, this kid. You know, and Indy always shot and, first. Too. Well, and Indy's also a good guy in the sense that, like, you get, like in some of the expanded stuff, essentially 
his he doesn't i mean he doesn't have a son save for short round who is a character yeah when they when they did that, the books after that after he's essentially Temple adopted Doomed, yeah he, he saved short round uh in in uh in but he's, it's, it's to be Jones, his Dr. assistant Jones. or whatever but right. it's obvious but here we have this the end of the of the film when the kids running through and he get you see him put the stone back on, that's the only stone he has left mm-hmm. right he can he doesn't take it he gives it back to the village right and he just walks away it's the same thing here. He goes through this whole adventure and realizes at the end of it, the whole adventure of it was, I have my dad back. I've lost my father for all of these years. I walked out of this house. I, I, I didn't understand what he was doing. I don't understand what he's doing. I just fought an army of Nazis, all this crap, to find this thing, and I found it. And now I don't care. I can let it go the because I'm going to die. Yeah, the other thing was that his father had obsessed with it for so many years of right. his life. And that's both and of them he let it go. Because it's the same thing. I got my son back. Mm-hmm. I The whole film is about the the, the, the the One of the most poignant scenes is when they get to the when they get to the, the, the crossroads and he slaps him for blasphemy because he's just like, yeah, I, your mom never understood it either. Right. You know, like your mom understood more than you thought. You know, that, that it was just... It, it, it's more about that journey and so about what you're saying finding... is, uh, Last Crusade has a lot more substance than most people would allow. It does, but it also fails itself because all of the action, <laughs> all, so much of the action is campy. Okay, so back to, let's wrap this up, but back to the Dark Knight 3, <laughs> the Master Race. Which, just to, just to, to do due diligence, written by Brad, Brian Azzarello and Frank Miller, the art is Claus Johnson and Andy Kubert. Yes. Which means Andy Kubert's probably doing most of it. Clutch Johnson's doing the inking. Um, is there a story in that Dark Knight universe that you want or need? Or th- there should be. There's a different. Want? Sure. There's a lot of stories that could be told, you know, about how they got that way. But do I need one? No. But then again, I don't need a lot. I don't. I didn't need before Watchmen. I don't, you know, I don't. DC did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'd like, it's like, we, I, need, we need some cash. I'm also but happy do you think enough, it is DC trying to cash in? After, on yeah, but no, I'm, I'm no. sure Frank wants to do this. Yeah, and I'm DC's sure. like, look, it's Frank Miller's like, oh, I want to do Dark Knight 3. Okay, we're going to do 175 covers. Can I do one where I draw Superman's penis? Yes. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you draw Superman's yeah, penis. And that's that. That's sort of the, the crux of the issue. It's like, do you need it? No, it's like, like, after Enterprise got canceled, it's like, I didn't need more Star Trek. But they gave it to me anyways, and I was. It's a need of, when you're talking about yeah. inter- entertainment. It's never need. It's never need. It's exactly. And that's again, we're going to go back to fandom. Fandom believes they need stuff. Yes, they don't need stuff. Right. They don't need stuff. I need to know how how Bruce gets from the prison in Tanzania to, to Gotham so quickly. He's fucking Batman. The end. You don't need to know that. It just it happens. Go for it. We're now like that's that's what nitpicking is. They need to know this. I need to know this. I need to know this. It's you know the fans in the in the in the theater. Lights go down, and you see the character. Who is that? Who's that character? <laughs> Tell me who that is. We went to see Sicario. Uh, of course, I'm Sicario. Yeah, like, oh my god. And yeah. the, oh my the god. first review that I read after I saw the film, Peter Travers' review in Rolling Stone, is if you go see the film, please just hold on for the first 20 minutes because you're not going to know who anybody is. Everybody's introduced as a mystery character. And then as you go through the film, you start to realize who all these guys are and how they're connected and what they're doing. The modern fan watches the first twenty minutes. And go, I, who's who's Josh Brolin? Well, no, what is he? Well, so, if you look at most films, Laura, was, I, I, I need the, I need everything splayed out immediately. Most films from the seventies and eighties, when you watch mm-hmm. 
they would never be made today because they would have lost the fans or the audience's attention within the first five ten minutes of the movie. Yep. But that, but that's also goes with you know the the audiences evolve with movies and you know they get used to something they get used to a certain way a story is told and that you know decade every movie decade has its story time uh, telling. Uh, a style in particular, like when the rise of CGI in the '90s happened, the 2000s is is a dead zone for films because it's all uh, just pure. Uh, it's just pure gluttony of using the technology because, like, we can we have it, we can do it. It doesn't matter. It's like uh, people will just sit and eat their sugar, you know, in the movie theater. Scientists were cloning you. You were so busy saying <laughs> that you could. You would have never thought about whether you should and the 2000s <laughs> sort of has, yeah the 2000 like <clears throat> and the current you know the knots still have that big issue because people are still getting used to the technology but slowly they're starting to realize well, when you see the rise of superhero film also is because so many superheroes are archetypes they're very right. easy it's they're very easy. easy to understand them very quickly well, right. see, this you, know, every, you know everything you know everything about peter quill's character in the first five minutes of of guardians of the galaxy yes because you see him get abducted and then you see him dancing done no, I'm, I'm dead serious, though. No, but that's it. That's yes, what it is. That's, that's true. When you go from there on, he doesn't really change that much. Right. And you don't really find out anything more about him. You're just like, okay, he just runs around the galaxy trying to save stuff, and he thinks the green chick is hot. Right. right. It's not like the 70s uh-huh. where you can have really dark movies that don't end well. Like, 70s movies do not have a reputation for having happy endings. I mean, Westworld and Logan's Run... Yeah, just, just the, those movies alone. Even like things like Omega Man with Charlton Heston, like Blade Runner, and all those. Yeah, Blade Runner. Like these movies do not have happy endings. Even even know. Conan was a right. And but now you know it's you know even yes, Conan. Interestingly yes, enough, like you know you look at a movie like the original King Kong, which has a lot of substance that was left out with Dina De Laurentiis and Peter Jackson. You know, even then lamenting the idea that like it's like oh you know movie audiences always need a love interest. Like well my movies don't. It's like but they're making me put one in anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to see him. The love interest has no chance because yeah. he is not going to be able to do anything with her. <laughs> it it's going to get really, really messy. She is going to get wrecked. But it's... it's Kong, you know, love you. And that's, <laughs> that's 1933. And they're, you know, a movie that's talking about... It's like, it's like they, they're forcing a love interest in this movie that I'm making in this jungle. Well, it's just like everything has to be... But it's you just can't like, make a Transformer you know, film without humans in it. Right. But see, it's like... Tony, okay, it's everything... Ability. This all ties together with everything Jazz we've been covering needs to tonight. to in slang because <laughs> it'll be more relatable no. for the inner city audiences. It worked in the in the cartoon. Yeah, it worked it in the cartoon, cartoon because you could be racist in yes. the 80s and you were okay. But, okay, going back with everything we've talked about tonight. you imagine them doing tonight. short round now? Oh, crime. If you crime. If you release that movie now, no, Dr. Jones, no, what the fuck is that? Why is he not speaking English? I don't Why understand. Why hasn't he adopted that kid yet? He did. He clearly did. Um, he becomes an archaeologist in the expanded universe. But with everything we've covered tonight, you know, I guess the the thing the the through line to it is, just because we can doesn't mean we necessarily should. We don't need four more transfers. We don't need to movies. do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. The, the few listeners we have need to have this. The guy, the guy at work that listens to it, <laughs> to tell you how much it sucks. Hey, yeah. He wants to come on the show because he doesn't really know a lot about nerdisms if you will that'll be fantastic and he wants to learn great no I, I, don't, I would rather not have it about, <laughs> be about learning I'd rather it's like the outsider looking in like please offer your insights that would be interesting wouldn't it yeah and then have Sebastian Terrible <laughs> so then that when, he, when he sits down and goes yeah I'm really looking forward to the female Ghostbusters movie here's why you're wrong <laughs> there's so, not enough goatees in that <laughs> 
Irony. Speaking of which, if the female Ghostbusters had goatees, would you watch it? No. No. I think we already covered that question. But I, I, that's also something that's like, it's, it's Paul Feig. I'm sure at some point there's going to be a joke <laughs> on the equivalent of something about beards, and it'll just be like, uh, Interesting. eye roll. Wait, so, before we end. Before we end. How are we, how we doing, Shauna? No, I'm okay. Okay. We really? Make sure. You didn't get a lot in today. I'm sorry. I'm actually really exhausted. <laughs> Well, we thank you for coming. See, Shauna doesn't need to do this podcast. <laughs> I need to sleep. But she does it, though. I love, but I love you guys. Aww. Aww. I'd say she's talking to listeners, but there's no listeners. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the listeners, if there are listeners. The, the Guam guy. I like the Guam guy. The Guam guy. <laughs> yeah, we do have a kid in Cincinnati that listens to us and then goes back and re-listens to him. Oh, oh, my God. oh let's, let's also kid. point out that it's a family member. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was going to leave that out. So the pathetic awe doesn't take away from the fact that he's still. No, it's nice. That's a, a, a thank, thank, thank you. But it's different. His it's, name is Brandon. It's different. We'll give him a shout out. That, 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 that's, that's a different kind of love. That's family love versus like some, like just nobody out there just like, I really actually. Somebody literally in Guam. And I respect their opinions. Like, See, at least I'll respect my opinions. If people would leave us comments I got, on. I got nerd rage. I don't, I don't, like, I'm the last God, person. do you ever. If I'm people the last left us comments on iTunes or to. Facebook or one of them, then we'd be able to shout, give them shout outs too. If there are people. Shout outs? Shout outs. <laughs> give shout them shout outs. Apparently they're hockey goalies. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure you check us out on Facebook backslash Nerdables or forward slash. I always do that. One just or say the other. slash. Every week I fucking tell you, just say slash. Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also at Twitter. <laughs> We're at Twitter. <sighs> Love of God. Speaking on, of not needing to do something. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And Let you, Java do it. <laughs> Let Jay knows it better. You guys are you guys are going to uh, add stuff to the to the website soon? Yes. Uh, try to. Let's see. I've got a major sale next week, which is seventy hours. So you can try to, a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll try. We'll to. try to. All right. So make sure you check us out next week when we do episode one hundred and six. Math. Math.